Warning, this show contains mature content and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, this is Gillian C., and you're listening to the RPG Show. Listen up. See you in Kobe. Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of the RPG Show. Um, hey, actually, is this going to be out of order? Like, are we doing this one first before Elden Ring? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, whatever. If you're expecting Elden Ring, sorry. <laughs> uh, scheduling conflicts and all that stuff. Uh, this time it was mainly my fault because they wanted to do it like in the morning, and I pretty much fell asleep before we recorded. So, still trying to hash that out. I guess that one will be done sometime this week coming up. I think probably Tuesday, but we'll see. Uh, so this time, instead of Elden Ring, we'll be talking about a vastly inferior game, uh, <laughs> Pure Solar and the Great Architects. Of course, I picked another shitter, um, but hey, I guess somebody's got to pick the shitty games so that when people play the good games, they enjoy them more. Sure. Um, or something. I don't know. Uh, I just... In my defense, I thought this game looked okay, and people were talking about how it was really good, and then uh, <laughs> I got played. So, <laughs> uh, so today uh, I am joined by uh, two great guys, uh, oh. Kevin uh, Kajowski and uh, Blaine. I have no fucking idea what your last name is. That's right, some French crap. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Niemeyer. It's pronounced Niemeyer. Yeah, that's right. Yes. And uh, sorry, Kevin, introduce yourself. I guess if you want to. I was gonna say hi, and this is probably uh, maybe not the worst game you picked, but the worst one trophy wise. Like this is probably the hardest trophy, like (laughs) platinum, I've ever had to get. I am so glad I don't give a flying fuck about trophies. (laughs) This would have pissed me smooth off. Oh my god! Like just. Uh, I mean, we'll get more into it in gameplay, but yeah, it there's this uh one really, really, really hard one. So, I guess yeah. it's two. I guess it's two. But. Yeah, Te- yeah. Technically, it's two. Like one's technically a little harder than the other one because you have to like you get halfway through the mini game and you get one trophy, then you got to do the same thing except opposite. Yeah. For the other trophy, by and it's like time, okay, <laughs> thanks. By the time you're done, done it the one way, it's like not so hard the second way back or whatever. So. <clears throat> Anyways, yeah, it's it's a uh, if if I didn't have the trophies, I think the game wouldn't have been so rough for me cuz like but I still think it would have been kind of just blah. Like I went like I played it through the second time to get uh that second trophy, you know, or that there's a trophy you get for just fighting the bosses. 
Um, well, there's also two endings because they added it with the HD version. Yeah, there's two endings. Um, but I don't, you might have been able to save Scum so you didn't have to like fully play the whole game, I'm guessing, because like you have to go through the, all the credits to get the save point. So I just, you know, log out of the game when the credits are playing. I mean, I guess, but like you still have to play two playthroughs regardless if you want all the trophies. Like, if you don't care about trophies, you only have to play it once. You can say it's going to be ending or whatever. But uh, because you, either you don't fight anything, or and, and like, that's one trophy. Like you just fight the bosses, and the other one is buy everything from every shop. But there's no fucking way you're going to do that unless you fight monsters because you need money. Yeah. So you got to at least play it twice. Yeah, they really, uh, they really twisted the screws on you for the trophies on this one. They like, if you want this platinum, you're going to fucking, you know. You're gonna earn it. You're gonna yeah, how many people? How many people got that? What was the percentage? Uh, well, so actually, on the PS3, it's not quite that bad, I guess, because like the people that maybe played it on PS4 were like, okay, well, I did it once. I'm gonna, I'll do it again. Yeah. Like that fucking. Is uh, it one of those PS4? where you can load it on the PS3 and get all the trophies again? Unfortunately, not. No. Um, so let's see. It looks like 15. Well, okay, uh, three. 0.58% of people that played it on the PS3 got the Platinum, and then on the PS4, 1.18%. Um, yeah, so a lot of people. Yeah, on PlayStation, like, uh, trophies.org or, or whatever, only, uh, like, 80-some people have got the Platinum or something like that. <clears throat> but not that many people played it, so, like, compared to yeah. other games. But anyway, uh, so I have the third secret ending. What's that? Uh, that's where I just turned the fucker off and was like, yep, I'm done. <laughs> we can actually talk about the story. I was reading, uh, I wanted to see other people's opinions on the game. And uh, so after I beat it and got the platinum or whatever, I like looked up other people's reviews and stuff. And there, it was like mostly like uh, very generous, like people that obviously have no taste uh, reviews, and then there were a couple. Uh, the one that stuck out to me in particular was from, I think, uh, a reviewer named Code Kitty. I guess she has her own website or something. Uh, and she just absolutely fucking tore into this game. Uh, but she raised a, a point, which, because I, when, I, when I play games, like I just kind of experience the narrative and I really like, digest it or whatever. Uh, but she was saying something about uh, the narrative, which I guess I can get into either now or the story. Like, does anybody give a shit? Nope. Okay, uh, essentially, she was saying that the game was trying to say that uh, the game knows it's a game um, because, like, it makes references to, like, the world state and, like, the pure solar thing being, like, taking many years to be made and there were delays in its development and, like, they don't actually, like, reference anything about the pure solar thing, uh, like, what the fuck it is until... Uh, like near the end of the game, of course, and then when they do reference it, like they treat it like it was a like their own, like they're talking about like in the like the meta way, like how it was a frustrating project to work on and all, all this kind of shit. So the person was talking about how uh, the they, she thinks the developers when they wrote the story were talking about how the game is a game, like. If you get the bad ending, the main character, like, gets, like, lost oh, in this, like, hell world, whatever, fucking, who's really going to play this game? Like, so, before you get into all the story and everything, do you want to, like, uh, go through a breakdown and 
all that kind of stuff, or you just want to like rip into it? Uh, I'm just like I'm just gonna mention this real quick, and then we'll kind of get into the the whole list thing. But uh, like the main character like uses the pure solar thing, which is like essentially like a god machine. Like it lets you do whatever the fuck you want. Like you can rearrange matter, you can make new worlds, whatever, blah blah blah. Uh, so he uses it to like re- to return the world state to to the way he thinks it should be, where he doesn't exist anymore, and everybody's happy. Uh, and then, like, he's lost in this, like, shadow dimension thing for the rest of his life, uh, which is going to be forever because, like, this thing apparently gives you immortality, too, when you use it or something. And his, like, the, his dad, the, the ghost of his dad shows up and says, like, something like, do you think you're the true hero? You're, like, nothing. I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's, like, essentially implying that he's just a video game character and the real hero is the person that played the game or something. And, like... I never would have caught that playing the game because, like, I'm not trying to read into this shit, and like, I kind of skipped a lot of the dialogue at a certain point yeah. because I was just like, deal with it anymore. Um, but I thought it was like an interesting like take, I guess, with people that like to read into things. <clears throat> and that I don't know, man. But it, it, it just sounds it, like it, someone's reading stuff that it, isn't it, there. According to, like, what I've read for, about the developers, like, during interviews and stuff, they do seem like the kind of pompous people who would do that. So I kind of understand, like, where they're coming from, but it does also, like you said, like, they might be reading too much into it. But I thought it was a different, uh, interesting different take. It's like fan theories that make thing. It's like, yeah, it makes sense, you know. It's like uh, Harry Potter where people said, you know, uh, Neville was actually... Or should have been the because he had all the same attributes as Harry. His parents were killed by Voldemort and stuff, and it would have been so cool if they had went that route. But like, of course, you know, J.K. Rowling never meant to do anything like that. But yeah, it would have made sense. I mean, these happy accidents happen. I don't think they meant that, but I, I don't any credit for having any. Clearly, they have done. So I'm going to say that bullshit. She read too much into it, but that's just my. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so I, I guess before we get into all this, uh, do you want to like introduce uh, yourself, Lane, and like I guess this Man, I've been around. I'm gonna guess like if people listen to your show, they probably know me. Know who you are. I've been. I mean, I guessed it on a show like freaking seven years ago. The first time now, I think. So, you know, I do a show, it's uh, the retro, what is it called? The, the retro RPG show, I guess. I do that shit. We just dropped an episode. Uh should be out in the next few days. It's over uh, the bell for whom the frog tolls. Although uh, we shit on that game almost as much as we're about to take a dump on this. Um, and then upcoming, we're going to do Lunar, which might be of some interest because this game that we're reviewing here has a lot of obvious uh, influences from Lunar, although whereas the writers' working designs were able to translate, make funny quips and jokes while still translating a good story, uh, these ones took a shit story and had no idea how to make jokes, and it just is a just a mess much grown worthy jokes are throughout um it just made me hate everything all the more i just kept getting angrier and angry as i played the game so eventually i did stop uh, that's about it for me the most egregious thing they did and i can't believe they fucking did it and it was legit it wasn't a, they used a fucking spoony bard joke and they tried of course to- i did huh they go you spoony bar- bard or something and he's like what does that mean and they're like i don't what 
like it was like in the one of the other dimensions, and you're like, oh my god, you really just did that? Like this is so bad right now. <laughs> yeah, you're like it's like an hour before the end of the game, and they're in a town where everybody's like Constant. brainwashed, kind of like yeah, they're like they're not real people. This the guy made his own like uh, I guess he made them out of frogs because they turn back into frogs after you kill them, but. Well, I, well, I thought they said like he he got some people that were like loyal to him, and they brought him to the this, this new dimension. But because there's no, it was perfect there, quote unquote. Everybody stagnated and kind of went crazy. Yeah. And then I, I like I, I have no idea what the fuck the frog things were about, but I assumed that because he died, his power went out of control or whatever. He lost control. Maybe there were frogs the whole time. They don't really explain exactly what the fuck. They just said, from what I remember, they just said he like made because he made this perfect dimension or whatever that the girl went and did whatever the fuck the girl was doing and the old man was just like, uh, this place is fine and stay there in, in the world world or whatever. Anyway, yes. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Sola, everybody. All right. Um, yeah, I do, I do have some background on this game. I guess I can mention it here where, like, uh, I'm an old fuck and I used to peruse, like, in a time before YouTube... There were, well, I guess maybe YouTube was around, but it was in its infancy, is is my guess. Uh, I used to prove, like, uh, websites regarding video games, especially role-playing games. And Pierce Law was, like, overly hyped on a lot of these type of things, like Digipress and so on and so forth, that you would go to. And there was all these discussion boards about how cool this new game was going to be, and this is before we had, like, Kickstarter and stuff. And you would have to pre-order these games um, you know, well in advance, and I did so. Uh, I remember pre-ordering this, man, I, I, I want to say like 2008, maybe even earlier than that. I, it was a long fucking time ago. And then like years went by, and I, I requested a refund, and they gave it to me. I, I needed the money for something else, and I was really mad for a while because like when it finally did came out, it was, it was like out of nowhere, and they were immediately selling on eBay for like Hundred and fifty dollars or something. I was like, oh. oh, your robot, your robot it out. Hello, Nick, you still there? Hey, am I still a robot? Hello. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, you robot it out there. Okay. You're. Uh, saying, oh man. I don't like to say you got the. You came after like a couple years, and then you robot it out. Yeah, it was like you said. It was on a hundred, hundred well, bucks yeah, on eBay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like one fifty-ish on eBay, and here, let me go to a room that might be better. And um, I, I was pissed because I wanted, uh, wanted the game more now that it was like actually worth money. But I had decided like, well, one hundred fifty dollars is a little much to spend on it. And there was a lot of people that were really. Uh, like glowing about the game, saying how awesome it was and shit, which pissed me off more. And I like there were several times I almost ordered the damn thing, uh, and I'm really glad I didn't um, because you know it's, it's not very good. Uh, yeah, that's about all I, I guess I was gonna say about that. Well, I guess the silver lining of me picking this is now you can can have uh, those resolved issues to rest and be like, wow, I was stressing out about that for no reason. <laughs> Yeah, for like a long time. Because I'm like, 
I, I wouldn't say that I like the Genesis more than I like the Super Nintendo, but like I like it when the Genesis gets wins, you know what I mean? And at that point, I had already bought like uh, Beggar Prince and uh, The Legend of Wukong, and those were both like pretty decent RPGs, so this was, to me, like the third installment of that from just a different developer. Um, and it's just, it's not, but like the only reason I can see that these people were like all glowing reviews about the thing, it's the whole... Uh, thing you get with like really rare video games that people are like oh man too bad you can't play you know Panzer Dragon Saga or whatever it's such a fucking great game haha ha, too bad for you it's like better than you know Final Fantasy 7 or whatever and it's not and when you finally play it you're like well you know this isn't shit but it's it's not good well in this case it actually is shit and th- I don't know these people were just trying to say it was good just to like ver- like justify their purchase I-, I really don't know I don't know it seems to me like they're in over their head they-, they thought they had an idea and then it didn't work out and they're like fuck we still gotta make the game <laughs> yeah that's definitely what it seems like from the development team so. well evidently the before it was like turned into pure solar it was like tavern RPG or something and it was just supposed to be some homebrew like RPG that had the characters being the members of whatever form that, that everybody was involved in. And it evolved into Pure Solar when I guess somebody was like, hey, I can maybe make money off this. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you, said, you said, what, 80 people got the Platinum and that accounted for however many percent? So you're looking at, on PlayStation at least, only, what, a couple thousand even have played this game? Yeah. <laughs> that's just re- registered users to the site. It doesn't tally everybody that's played it. Oh, totally. I'm going to guess less than 10,000, though, as far as PlayStation users. I mean, it's... No one seems to know about it these days. Uh, when you picked it, I was I was excited because, like, I've been debating on buying it on PSN for a while, and it was kind of an excuse to make me pull the trigger. I kind of wish I hadn't. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I mean, it's only 15 bucks, but it's like... You know, that's, oh, a, that's a burger, a shake, you know, fucking like a small pizza. All, all things I would enjoy more. Yes. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> well, uh, now that we've thoroughly sh- just shat all over this thing before we even like, really got talking about it. Um, if you're new here, the way that we typically do the show is we uh, talk about six components of the game, um, our likes and dislikes. And uh, then we close the show out. We also have musical breaks in between, just to kind of give you guys a little uh, breather between like the very bloated uh, conversations we have sometimes. Uh, and the categories we do are gameplay, story, visuals, music, uh, slash voice acting, overall experience, and replayability slash extra content. Uh, we typically rate everything on a scale between 1 and 5. Uh, we do allow half scores because I fucked it up very, very long time ago, and instead of converting to a 10 scale system, we're just going to stay with the 5, because fuck it. Um, so, Pure Solar and the Great Architects. This is a game that was developed by Watermelon Company, I don't know what the fuck they're called. It's like a couple dudes in, somewhere in Europe. I should have done a better job looking this stuff up, but I honestly really don't give a shit. Apparently they have another game, and I have no interest in playing that, so I'm kind of done with whatever they've done. If yeah, they I'm going to say, 
they call themselves watermelon because their motto is like the good stuff is on the inside if i remember something like that oh my god it's so bad yeah <laughs> okay i mean you could definitely make a double entendre out of that i guess but yeah, i don't know <laughs> I'm <gonna> waste time. <laughs> um <clears throat> The uh, so yeah so this game as we kind of already said had kind of a troubled uh, past. It was uh, as mentioned a like a forum community project that turned into an actual uh, full scale project. They requested uh, pre order funds to get actually get the project off the ground. They ran into some issues where they had to delay for a very long time and then I guess finished it up. Not sure if they got funding from somebody or people just said fuck it we're just gonna put out what we got. And uh, we have Pure Solar. And then, uh, no, it has nothing to do with this game. I don't know if it... Was it uh, always, it was... like, was Sega first, or was it Sega and PS? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, so it started, they, ha they mainly just wanted to do the Sega Genesis, because that's the whole thing. Like, they wanted a, a retro game out on the actual hardware or whatever. And then they had, some, at some point, decided to do an HD uh, remake, uh, upscaling, or whatever the fuck you want to call it, remaster, maybe. And they released it for the Dreamcast. I mean, I think they realized maybe they were only selling like 100 copies and they needed to make more money or something, and so they ported it to every other system possible. Yeah. Um, that's why it's on almost everything, I think. But the only physical copies, I think, the, the Genesis and maybe the Dreamcast. But I haven't looked into that, so I'm not 100% sure, but I know for sure there's the Genesis. Yeah, it's on Genesis and Dreamcast. The problem with the Dreamcast is, of course, notoriously, you can just you know burn a disc and it will play on your Dreamcast. And so immediately after release, instead of paying for actual copies of it, you just had all these people on like Etsy or whatever making very realistic looking copies that would play on your system for like 15 bucks. So selling the real ones for 50 or whatever was like, oh, this isn't working great. And then they had to recoup their funds, so they just kind of released it for everything, I guess. That makes sense. I guess they should have thought about that before they did that. Real smart on their part, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I guess I have no idea when this came came out originally, but it's probably like early two thousands. I want to say two thousand ten. Two thousand ten when you load it up, it says two thousand ten, and then it says yeah dash fourteen. So I'm guessing the PlayStation version came out fourteen. I see. Okay. Yeah, I just gotta skip through all that shit. <laughs> I don't pay attention. Um, all right. Well, let's get into the gameplay then. Um, so we started the new thing a couple episodes back where we try to have some organization in this category. Uh, so we're going to try to talk about a little bit about the battle system and then how character growth works, whether or not there are minigames, uh, how traversal on the, the world works, uh, what shops were like, if there's anything unique about it. And I believe Blaine added some fun facts. So we'll oh, did talk, I? talk yeah. about that. Uh, so first off, uh, Kevin, you want to start us off with the gameplay? Yeah, uh, battle system. Um, basically, it's your typical uh, turn-based RPG. Um, but uh, I think it's just with the PlayStation version, you can like speed up battles to like eight times the speed and turn off animations and all that kind of stuff to kind of speed it up. Um, you... Well, that will also be the Dreamcast version because anything that has HD in it has all these features. Okay, so you... The original Genesis version sucks. Don't play it. Hundred <laughs> percent. But, uh, yeah, it's your typical turn-based RPG. Uh, you have items you can use in battle. 
there's magic. Um, your characters get mad. You can learn magic from gaining levels, and also from uh, you find magic books later on in the game. And uh, some weapons have uh, unique uh, abilities that you get. Uh, it's kind of like random, like maybe one or two, right? That I can re remember. Um, um, there's a few. Like there's the Holy Sword, which restores Hostun's HP. There's a Cupid Bow, which restores Elena's MP. Uh, and then some late game ones do that for the cool. What the fuck his name is the the mage juggler guy. Yeah, but there's also um, like there's accessories too. Well, there's That's what you're talking about. Well, no, uh, the actual weapon like has a, like a weapon attack like. Oh, that's what I mean. Okay. So yeah, the, like Hector's hammer or something. Yeah. Um. So that's uh, let's see. <clears throat> I think that's uh, and then okay, of course uh, the one like the unique thing is that there's this uh ability called gather. So, um, <laughs> basically you uh do like a uh, what is it soul bomb. Uh, from uh, DBZ, Dragon yeah. Ball Z, uh, spirit bomb, yeah. Bomb. You do a spirit bomb, like you basically gather energy, uh, and it makes your attacks times like what a point five, point one, one point five, two. I think at the max or something like that. Uh, about a double yeah, every time. Well, no, every point of gathering gives you point plus point two or plus point five. So you start off with like one, like base damage of like one hundred percent. Then if you gather once, you do 150% more damage. And then if you gather twice, it's 200% damage and so on. But when you hit gather level 5, after uh, being on that for one turn, you automatically drop down to gather level 4, which is kind of shit. But also, certain enemy attacks reduce your gather. So if you're fighting like a boss that has AoE attacks and you gather your people up, all the boss has to do is use the AoE and you lose the gather you just got, which is really fucking stupid. Right. But hey, whatever. But there are, Whole system stupid. There are accessories you can use that give you gather, and there's a book, one magic book that you get that everyone then will start with at least one gather. So uh, you can at least do one level five spell at first, uh, the first like uh, level five attack or level five spell. But that's like the only attack you'll get because everyone else is giving you their gather. So you can like spread the gather back and forth between people, um, but you can't do it's either all or nothing. So like if you have two gather. And you only need one gather. You take all two gather, but you can only have max of five, so you kind of lose it. Um, yeah. So it was it was a unique uh, thing they tried, and I I kind of liked it because it was different, you know. Um, so like I think the best part of this game is the gameplay, which is not you know, <laughs> which is not saying a lot, <laughs> but at least um... the, battle, the battle system was like different and. You kind of had to think about it when you're doing the bosses. It wasn't just like button mashing, you know. So I, de I definitely like, you know, thought that was at least a plus on their port. There wasn't at least a negative like everything else is. <laughs> I absolutely hated the gather system. I hated the battles. I hated the spells. Uh, it didn't make sense narratively because if you had this ability to gather more power, why would you wait 
for someone to attack you to do it. You would do it before you got in a fight and just hold that power. There's no indication that they couldn't do that because they could hold it throughout a battle indefinitely. So why not just walk around and gather four at all times? Um, I think was, that is because they, referen- they were referencing Dragon Ball Z because one of the trophies for using level 5 gather ability is Super Saiyan. So yeah. I think the logic behind it is, well, in Dragon Ball Z, they don't just gather up pa- power all the time and store it, so... I guess. Also, Dragon Ball Z is stupid. I thought it was cool when I was 14. That shit is dumb. Um, Go back and watch it. It's the same plot line every time. Uh, Yeah, I hated every every bit of the combat. I thought it was dumb as hell. It does the Luffy one thing where if you kill a guy and everyone else is attacking that guy, they like everyone else just doesn't attack. That's not true. Yes, so it ha- it happens only when your melee characters are unable to attack a flying enemy. Correct. Which is fucking <sighs> retarded. Which is know. often, at least early. Because yeah. they like to put, like, two flying enemies and, like, two or three ground enemies per battle. So you end up doing that shit a lot. Well, it was dumb in the beginning of the game because, like, the, fir- like the, forest, the first forest area, like... Four of the uh, the enemies will be flying, and then only one of your characters has a flying like can hurt a flying attack, you know. So well, the one dude can throw rocks. Yeah. Can throw rocks, you know, mini rocks, and then. Uh, Houston can throw an avocado. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fucking retarded. Houston. Houston. When in your head, I said in my head, I said Houston. Even though it was Houston or whatever the fuck they said. Yeah, there's no use. So I figured it was just Houston or whatever. Whatever. Wanted to be different, so instead of just having a standard Earth spell, they're like, let's make him fucking make a giant exploding avocado. Yeah, um, he's supposed to be a botanist. Like, that's his whole character trait. Like, he cares about plants and shit. But, like, that becomes irrelevant after, like, the first hour of the game. <laughs> yeah, never... yeah, I, I could care less. No, I, I hated every one of these characters so much. I just... <laughs> but, does, yeah, the, uh, the battle's like, all I want to do is turn them off. Thank God you have that ability. Um, because to me it was incredibly boring. Uh, the sprites of the enemies were okay on the HD version. The sprites of your characters looked like trash. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I hated every bit of it. The dungeons are are poor. I guess that's gameplay too. Dungeons are, uh, some of the worst I've ever seen. Um, yeah. yeah. But, uh, just before, uh, but to your point, uh, Nick, Houston does use his botany skills later in the game when he roofies the <laughs> the guys in the forest so they can steal. I the hunters. So they can steal the beaver <laughs> that they that they caught and brought back for some reason. <laughs> I know. Like they're like, oh, let's go catch this beaver, and then they bring it and they put it in the cage, and the people are like, oh, we're gonna eat it now, and they're like, okay, well, let's take the beaver back out, and then we'll just bring it to the tree. Maybe it'll eat the tree for us, and it does. And it's like and the, the the thing like, about that what. Too- the dumbest thing it's, ever is like we need a beaver to cut down a tree because we can't just fucking walk around the tree. <laughs> it's or a, cut it down with you know this sword or axe or whatever I'm yeah. holding. Sure. Yeah. But like, but like uh, a tree you never just not walk around. Like it's the dumbest thing ever. Like it. I hate. Or it. I mean, a tree that a beaver could cut down is going to be relatively small. So yeah, you're going to walk around it. Or in the very least, like I said, you have all these implements that you know you use for cutting. Um, also, you know, at this point, you have two characters that use earth magic. Could they not uproot the tree? With their <laughs> sure. Magic? 
Like, throw a fucking exploding avocado at that bitch. See what happens. Exactly. <laughs> it blows up fucking monsters. Why can't it blow up a tree? I mean, the one dude can cast fireball. I mean, you've got options. Um, yeah, whatever. I um, not to nitpick on this game, but well, at this point, like you almost have to because it's like it's the most glaringly obvious padding I've ever seen in a game in my life. Usually, when there's padding, but like, any like retread areas. They, they try to dress it up a little bit. They're not just like, get this beaver. Oh, we're going to eat the beaver. Let's take it back. Like, you never, you know, I, I, I can never recall in any, any other game where you fetch an item that people say, we're just going to destroy this item, and then you take the item back. <laughs> I've never experienced that before in my life. And I mm. feel like I've played a lot of games. And it, so it just feels like. It's padding. But well, it's like. Eat, Eating beaver was some kind of joke that they were trying to pass off. It, it seems like something they would do because yeah, uh, all the jokes fall flat. But uh, Fair enough. battle system, yeah. a couple more things. Uh, you can defend, uh, and if there's like a couple accessories you get, <laughs> that will automatically like uh, counter, so you can do a counterattack. Um, yeah. There's a really good one you get late in the game where basically every attack is countered and, and you can just wreck everyone before that like they try to you put oh there's a front row and a back row so you put the guy with the the counter in the front row and he just takes everyone out basically <clears throat> um, yeah I, I was laughing because when you said you know, there's another thing you can defend it was like it was like you were defending the game for having the ability to defend which oh. is like some of the most basic ass rpg shit that you should have and it's just like also this is a feature it's like hey you know, you can also walk forward that's something you can do in the game uh, you know, it's just finding anything that, uh, I don't know, that is good to talk about is, is, is tough, so I get it. Yeah. Well, like, the counterattack mechanic's pretty unique when you I die. Guess. I don't I th- there may be some other games that have that, but it's not very I mean, unique. monks uh, in almost all the Final Fantasies counterattack automatically, and you can get an item called counter in most of them as well. I mean, this is something in uh, Dragon Warrior too. So, I mean, it's not like it's unheard of. You know, I'm not saying like it's completely novel concepts. It's just uh, it's something that doesn't happen more often than not. I would say, like mm-hmm. uh, offhand, I could probably list 20 RPGs that don't have a counter attack mechanic. <laughs> not sure. I mean, Breath Fire also has counter attack mechanic. Anyway, um, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh... Uh, yeah, with the defend, I I hate using defend in in RPGs. I think it's just stupid. But uh, I think that's <laughs> that's about it for uh, battle system. Unless I'm forgetting something. Uh, there's one thing I want to mention, and that is they they have equipment in this game, but it feels mostly useless because the only thing that you really need are accessories that match the enemy's element. Uh, because when you have those, they reduce the damage received by the element by half, and it, it's leagues better than upgrading any armor you could ever find in the game. Um, and it's, I don't know why they did that, because it, until you get those accessories, like, battles are really hard. Yeah. Uh, and then you get those accessories, and you're like, oh, the enemies here are using water attacks, and you put the towel on. And then instead of receiving 100 damage per hit from, like, three monsters, and that's, like, all, almost all your character's health, you only take 150 damage. So you're like, oh, okay, my character can survive around. Fantastic. Yeah, and gaining, gaining levels in this game, really only, <laughs> the only thing you get is, like, HP upgrades because your attack doesn't really go up because, you know, I was, like, way over-leveled, 
and it didn't matter until I got my new my weapon upgrades that I, like my attacks would go up. So, and really, attacks don't do that much. You want to use magic anyways, right? And which you first have to gather to most of the spells that are worth a damn are locked behind a gather wall. Yep. But like I said, there's once you get like uh, I'd say maybe half, you get a accessory or you get that book. So it's like right, which problems. solves the problem that they fucking created. Well, yeah, the bad design. Yeah, it's like they could have just been like, you know what, this gather system is stupid. Let's go with standard so, MP, lock stronger spells behind higher MP costing. You know, and then but they have that. They have two gate. They have two gates. They have MP gating and they have gather gating. So you can use right. spells that cost all the spells cost MP. However, some you can't use unless you have enough gather, and oftentimes those have super high MP costs, and the likelihood of you ever, like, it's more efficient to just not do that with those, like, not try to get use those spells. Like, there are, I think, I try to use in RPGs, like, every spell at least once to see what the fuck it does. In this game, like, when I got a new spell, it's like, gather five, I'm like, I'm never using that one. Yeah. Right. Fuck that. Well, I think that's why this game has such a <laughs> high bounce rate, because... The battles are so difficult in the beginning, and like they don't get fun until halfway through the game. Like it's it's a slog until you get like the good equipment, fun, and the, and the good accessories. Um, That's a strong word. Well, fun compared to the start of the game. So yeah, both of you guys said it got better, so I kept playing for you know a, what I felt like was a, just an grievous amount of time for something that I was just loathing the entirety of my I was just like this is just bad the whole time I'm playing I'm like this is bad I don't I don't like no I hate no, it every moment I'm and... like with you because if this game didn't have trophies I would have quit after an hour and pick, and pick something else but at that time I had unlocked a trophy and I was like well I'm fucking playing this game now oh, they Jesus. so you so with your mentality you just can't casually like try a game that you get on PS plus for a couple minutes because you're scared you might hit a trophy uh yes and I and saying that, I understand it's a horrid mentality. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, as a child, I was a completionist with all the games. Like I would try to get as many things as possible. And if I got to the end of the game and somebody told me I missed an item at the beginning of the game that I couldn't get again, I would restart my save file specifically yeah, yeah. to get that one item. See, now, I, I would do that I, too, but I transferred that to trophies. Now that is my completion metric, unfortunately. Yeah. See, I only do that with like games I'm enjoying, you know. Then, then I might think to do that, like, and I still do that with like RPGs, especially older ones. Like, if I go back and play an older RPG, say Final Fantasy IV, I'm going to get every item in the game, and I won't sell any of them, even though I know that you know, long after they they're useful, you know, I'll still have the ancient sword and stuff like that, just because I like having them in my inventory um, because they're unique, right? But on a, a game like this, where I could just give a shit about, I, I just sell everything, I don't care, I just want whatever's best for that region, um, you know, and if I can't get it back, who the fuck cares, I don't like the game to begin with, and trophies, I feel the same way, if, I, if I'm playing the game and I don't care about it, I do not care about the trophies at all, whereas if I like the game, like recently I platted Hades, which is supposedly a pretty hard, like, game to plat it's because i love that game so much um i just wanted to keep playing so it gave me an excuse to keep playing you know what i mean um, sure but you also have a healthy relationship with the games i, I, I would do not so 
I have like a hundred games where I have one trophy, you know, because <laughs> like, well, I ain't ever playing that again. <laughs> I think my the big hiccup for me is the like the, with the other like before trophies, I could play a game and then it would be on my memory card, and I could I wouldn't have to look at the game ever, ever again, kind of thing. If I didn't yeah. like it, uh, whereas this, if I pull up my trophy list, it's like oh, one percent this fucking game, and I'm like, uh. I do not like looking at that very much. Sure. They really need to make a uh, an option to delete that stuff for guys like you, I guess. Uh, you can hide them, but I like that's like it'd be like taking a shit like on the floor and then being like, oh, I don't know what to do with this, and then throw it in the closet. I still know the shit's in the closet. Like as, <laughs> it's hiding, it's not gonna help me. Like I'm not gonna be like, oh man, where'd that shit go? I never took a shit on the floor. Like it's, yeah, I but know someone might find it in the closet. And that analogy was, if you hide it, no one will know it's there but you. So it's more like you know burying it in the backyard or something. Well, sure, but like I don't care what other people think. I care about me, and I know that I have this fucking tainted thing on my trophy sheet or whatever. It's like I said before, you have a healthy relationship. I have an unhealthy relationship, and that's. Yeah. How it is, unfortunately. Um, with the un- un- the unhealthy uh, relationship of it, because <laughs> since yeah, both you guys problem. have like hundreds of plats or whatever. I've got like five. So Nick Nick's a little uh, not as bad as me because he has like gaps in there where he ha- like doesn't have hundred percent. But like since I've platted uh, Dragon Quest Eleven, I have not not platted a game or like if a DLC comes out and it takes it below a hundred percent, like I'll get the extra uh, DLC and get that back to hundred percent. Cause I can't, I have such a list now. It's like, I don't want to break it. Cause once I break it, then I'm probably never going back. You know what I mean? Like then it's like, as soon as I'm like, fuck it. Then I'm like, I know I'm too old. <laughs> you know, like that's where the breaking point is. <laughs> that has nothing to do with age. It's just like, what am I doing with my life? Kind of thing. Well, that's you get old, say, what the fuck am I doing with my life? You know, it's like, I, I got better stuff to do. Right. You know, I'm not going to sit here and fucking platinum Pierce Solar and the great architects, you know, when I could be literally doing anything else. Uh, I, I could make a list of things I would rather do than try to plat this, uh, but it would be unbelievably long. You know, I can think of very few things I would would do or wouldn't want to do over, you know, like... I don't know. I would rather do that than say cut off my own fingers or something. But like the that list is much shorter. Um, yeah, and that's that's fair. Like we all have our own interests and the ways we like to spend our time. Like some people like to hammer nails into the testicles and shit. Not for me, uh, but you know some people are into that. Uh, just like Kevin and I are maybe not all about uh, getting platinum in fucking shitty games. Uh, there's a, there's a compulsion part to it. Whereas you recognize that you have better use of your time and you you do it and that's perfectly fine and probably super healthy and that's uh that's how people are I guess but yeah but everyone has, everyone has their like things that are stupid that they do and they wish they didn't do it like I don't like, I don't smoke and stuff like that you know like oh I do yeah and you probably don't like it that you do it but I no I love it oh okay. I smoke hookah. I don't. I don't smoke cigarettes. But yeah, that's different. I'm saying like some people that smoke cigarettes, or you have a vice that you don't like that you do. But I mean, I, this is a vice that I enjoy, and I, you know, like this like relaxes me. And when I get that platinum trophy, I get this like euphoric feeling, even if it's just for like a few minutes. Like I like that. You know, I like that feeling my brain gives me. So 
Maybe like if it took, I don't know, 32 hours to jack off, you know, I don't think that'd be worth it either. Um, just saying, but you guys do, you, <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. So, all right. So, battle system. Uh, I think we're almost done with that. There is. I, I can mention is that there's. You can do manual like attack and put input your own stuff. You can, there's auto attack, but they just fucking use all your good items, and it's, you don't want to do that. It's stupid. yeah. Auto attack is the worst. I tried using that for a while. They and just like, do whatever. They're just like, hey, this super rare item you have, I'm just gonna drink it, even though I'm not hurt at all. <laughs> like, all right, cool. Like, uh, I, I just used the bomb that was gonna help kill the boss, and now you don't have that anymore. I'm like, what the fuck? So yeah, I, I don't. I definitely. I hit it once on accident. I was pissed. Um, yeah, the one dude was like throwing rocks at shit that he didn't need to be throwing rocks at. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah I, I used it for one turn, and like half the team gathered with one enemy left that was almost dead. And I'm like, <laughs> why? Just kill it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I think oh, uh, unless you got shit. Um, I was gonna mention that they do the whole like. Uh, fake out party member thing where like you have a character that joins that then leaves oh, twice yeah, there's a uh, what five main characters and there's two other characters that are like i guess you'd say they're guest characters that they get killed off eventually um and then there's a couple of those like you can't win battles which is annoying as fuck uh when you're doing the second run through on new game plus because you just take one hit point away from the guy and i had like the best armor on and he was like, not like the armor Ed, Ed Zot has, uh, like gives you like his best armor gives you hit points back every every turn, and so I had that on him, and it was literally healing him for more than he was getting attacked. But then he was only doing one damage, and I don't think he could kill this guy, so I had to like reset the game so I wasn't in that battle, and had, like take off all the good armor and shit, so I could lose. <laughs> Great game design. It's, it's fantastic. It was well, well thought out. So, uh, that's so I guess we'll get... Or a battle system, sorry. Character... Are you fine? Uh, is it a thousand experience points, Angel level, or just like... No, that's that, that's something. It's, it increases exponentially. I don't know what the curve is, but like the first level, from level one to level two, you need like a hundred something. Then from level two to three, you need like two hundred something. Uh, and then so on and so forth, and it, it resets, like, normally in a game, when they have, like, uh, scaling EXP and it shows you, like, it usually keeps your total EXP, and then, like, you're like, this is how much you need to reach the next level. Not this one, it returns you to zero each time, and you get, like, 100 XP per battle, like, even late game, like, you may be getting 150, 200 per battle, it felt like. Yeah. So, um... It takes a long fucking time eventually to level up. And unfortunately, uh, when you level up, you may randomly get some stats. Like Kevin said earlier, you get HP and MP mainly, but like you may randomly get one attack point, or you may randomly get one agility, or whatever. But they don't really... Like, it doesn't really show anywhere on the screen. Like, it just they're just like, hey, I've gained one level. And you're like, okay, cool, what stats you get? Uh, fuck if I know. Uh, so it doesn't, it doesn't feel like your characters get stronger and they level up. Oh, here's a here's one of the like most annoying things uh, about this game. I fucking hated is uh, to look at your character stats. You go to the fucking inventory screen. What the mm -hmm. fuck? What the fuck? 
like I was so like I like when I first like was trying to look at my stats. I'm like, where is equipment? No, no. Where is the stats? Okay, I guess we're uh, going inventory. So you equip your inventory or your equipment in the in, in the inventory screen, and you look at your stats in the inventory screen. And to take off your current, like if you want to take something off, you have to like go up to go do it. It's it's very very poorly designed. <laughs> yeah, and then on the overhead map, the thing that pissed me off the most <clears throat> was when you unlocked new areas. Uh, you would be able to like instantly go to these, I guess, checkpoints, you know, different points throughout these dungeons sometimes or whatever. But if you left that island and came back, you'd have to go through the dungeon again to be able to unlock those checkpoints again, yeah. uh, which was really fucking annoying. So do you want to get into overall or maps? We'll do that. Uh, well, there's one more thing about character growth I want to say is like you learn spells and you see on the menu, uh, like the inventory menu, that you've learned like eighty percent of your spells, but there's no way to tell what your spells are anywhere. Like you can't. Oh, there's no yeah. list of that, and there's no explanation for like what they may do. So I never use top of spells because, um, like, they require like three plus gather, and like they maybe hit like one person, one enemy, or whatever. And I'm like, I'm not gonna. I already have a, a one gather spell that attacks everything for a good amount of damage. I'm not gonna waste my time trying to see what the fuck this ability does. So, game developers, let us know what the fuck shit does. Yeah. You it's can, not hard. The only way you can tell is in battle. Like if you, but you still don't get a description. Like even on the like attacking moves, like Hawkman <coughs> gets one. It's like a like a one gather attack move or something like, or it's a two gather or something. It's like Konohana slash or some shit. But I can't honestly tell if it does more damage than just regular attacking with two gather. Like I have no fucking idea what the point is. Yeah, that's true. It's like what's the point of it? Now the like the five gather one I can tell does a little bit more damage, but um, yeah. And then oh, uh, I guess. I don't know if we want to bring this up in overall. Like, there's spells that you use outside of battle. <laughs> so one of them uh, that you'll need to like get some, like most of the like some of these treasures is called Lian, Lian, whatever. Where it's basically it has a little ladder. So like little shoots uh, in the world that you can't go up unless you have this little ladder thing that spell you can cast. Um, yep, it's dumb as fuck. Yeah, and then instead of calling the spell ladder, they call it Leanne. Like, it's probably a joke. There's probably someone named Leanne Ladder, or like that was a tall person on the development team, or something really dumb. And then <clears throat> here's here's uh, one of the most infuriating things about this game is there's a spell called Opening. You don't ever know you learned the spell unless you were following the guide, but randomly you just get it halfway through the maybe a quarter through the game. And there's these treasure chests that you can see, but you can't fucking get to. And you'll never be able to get to. And the only way you can get to uh, open them is with this spell. Mm -hmm. And that is the dumbest, uh, the most, one of the most infuriating things about this game. It's like, I can see this treasure chest. In most games, it's like, oh, there's like a secret passage somewhere. Or, you know, it's like hidden behind this. Because like, you have a little radar too. But... That radar will keep going off and be annoying as fuck because you can't get that treasure chest because you don't have the opening spell yet. Right, and they only added the radar because a lot of the treasure chests are hidden where you can't see them at all, behind hidden walls, and I guess a lot of people complained about that initially. Yeah. <clears throat> so, like, the HD version has the radar, the original version did not. 
Um, it was uh, doubly annoying. I thought it was going to be like kind of like Lunar is, where you have all these treasure chests that you can't open until a character learns how to lockpick. Uh, it is not that. Apparently there's a spell, but there's also some treasure chests that are unlocked by certain keys or something. Yeah, you gotta get keys yeah. from other treasure chests. Yeah, it's just dumb as fuck. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Because it just it, it pissed me the smooth off because I'd go to a dungeon and I'd see where the treasure chest was. I'd know it was there. I would finally figure out how to get to it in a lot of the situations. Oh, we can't open this. <clears throat> okay. Or then I'd find a key and it'd be, you know, wouldn't tell me what that key went to at all. Just, hey, this is the silver key. And you're like, okay, I, I guess. Cool. Like, I guess uh, you can get that, there's three different places you can get that one key. So if you missed it the first time, like you can get later in the game. But there's like a good chunk of the game where you can't like revisit. So it's very annoying. And they made a fucking trophy to get all the, uh, all the treasures. But you can't, like, yeah, no. Okay. But they like when they did the update the HD version, they added more uh, treasure chests. But they didn't up the number of to get the trophy, so you can get that trophy before you get all the treasure chests. Um, but the the other annoying trophy they added was the uh, you have to buy one thing from every shop, even if you have the thing. But there's no way to track it. So hopefully you, you have a piece of paper and a pen. You wrote down everything you did, or you just don't move on to the next area until you get all the all the items. Yeah, and there's like one guy in the desert that sells shit for like exorbitant amounts because it's like a joke. It's like, oh, this guy, he sells healing items for like 80,000 gold or whatever. Don't buy from him. Yep. And, you know, uh, I guess you have to buy from him. Yep, and be under <laughs> a fucking grind because that guy you can't come back to. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this sounds real smart. There's also, uh, as you go through the towns, like every, the the total amount of money you need to buy things are just about average, like to what things cost in the town. So you, you usually be cleared out, or you maybe grind a little bit more to get some more money to buy the last thing you need from the town, until you get to the big super town, where there's like three town areas in a row, and they all have shops that you need to spend like 20k at. But up until this point in the game, like you maybe had maybe 40k at most. So you need like a total of like a hundred thousand gold or some shit. Some it's a, a fucking crazy amount of money, and that the only way you'll have this amount of money is if you grind for hours. Yeah, fun. And it's like cool. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it it really does feel to me like they were using Lunar as a template for this. Like it's obvious that they were fans, and you know, you say this town that's like super huge that sounds like Moribia, except you know, on Lunar it was done very well. Um, here it just, well, why, I don't know. Why is every town like a fucking maze? Like, why can't you just... Like, <laughs> I was wondering walk, that. Why, why can't you just walk through a fucking... <clears throat> and it's like a square and there's lanes and there's... You know, if I was living in any of these fucking towns, I'd be pissed because I couldn't get... Like, my house is behind another house and I can't walk to it because it's uh, there's a house in the way. Like this Or sense. like the inn is hidden behind, like, through some dungeon... <laughs> you have to yeah, go yeah, through a small yeah. section of dungeon to get to the fucking inn. Well, yeah, it was uh, it was great. No, there's the one fucking big town, and like you have like you have to go grind for like your money and stuff, or you're like grinding to get through, and you're trying to find the inn in this town, and most of like every other inn in the whole game had like a little bed on it, you know. Yeah. Except this one, there was just nothing. Uh, so you have to go to literally every house and try to find where the inn is. Yeah, that's probably a Best Western. 
And I <laughs> I spent like an hour trying to find this fucking inn. Uh, and it had a bush in front of it, so I guess that's what I should have known. Should have known. Oh my god. Well, it sounds like you guys loved it. That's great. Um, uh, I was just going to the next section. We going to traversal? Did we kind of cover that? Uh, we kind of. Yeah, I mean, it's like a, a normal RPG, whatever. Like you walk around on the map, uh, like in 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 areas, but then the overworld is, uh, like a pick the location you want to go to kind of thing. Like it's, it's kind of like Super Mario Brothers three in a way, except you don't have like lines connecting the two or three or five different areas. You you pick like what town or whatever. Like you don't walk to it, say in like Final Fantasy. You just choose it, but there are hidden ones that you have to go through a dungeon or whatever to unlock the next area, which will then appear as an icon on the overhead map. And like I said, if you leave that area and come back, those hidden ones you have to unlock again. Yep. Uh, there's also at the very end of the game a vehicle uh, that teleports between dimensions or whatever. <clears throat> and they, they use this, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like. Uh, it's how the world looks in like Final Fantasy Four, I think, when you're flying on the airship, like how it's. Oh yeah, yeah, mode seven. Yeah, that. And like, I think they did it just to prove they could do it on the Genesis or something. I don't know. Well, but, there's uh, a mini game that you that doesn't take place in the game where you run around that dragon, where you can fly. You basically fly over the whole world map. That, speaking of mini games, I guess that's gameplay too, right? Because the mini games that I played were atrocious. Yeah, but um, we can. Uh, we're <clears throat> kind of gonna save this one for the last because I want to really fucking go off on uh, <laughs> eternal, <laughs> the eternal nightmare that is the eternal of my, the of a week of my life that my fucking hasn't grown back the skin cells from the D pad. Oh <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, shit! Let's get into it. Oh. Okay, I'm going to go through all the games and I'm going to leave Eternal Slip for the last one. All right? Sure. All right, first mm-hmm. uh, first mini game. Uh, well, it's called Pier Pyramar, which is basically Bomberman with frogs. Um, Blaine, you never... Okay, uh, Blaine didn't finish the game. He didn't get to the probably most annoying part of the game, which is the magic school. Um, but... In the middle of the game, you infiltrate this magic school to find some information you didn't really need. Um, I guess we'll get to the, the the dumbness of where the school is in the first place, but uh, later. But uh, you have to do the, like these three like kind of side quest thing, like not side quests, but it's part of the game. You have to do it. Um, but they're mini games in the game. So one of them, it's like you got to push the boxes onto the squares, like a puzzle type thing. Without, you know, if you push it too far, it's against the wall and you can't move it type thing. Um, so that one's okay. That's not too hard to figure out. There's one, those, those aren't all the games. Uh, the next one is uh, called Pierre Pyramar, which is Bomberman. Uh, there's four little guys, like four other, three other magic school guys, and you have these frogs and you put them on the ground and they blow up basically. And there's other blocks and they blow up other blocks. And you get more frogs, and you put more next to each other, and the you know the blast gets bigger. Um, but you have to beat it uh, to advance the story. And you have it twice. 
Yeah, you get it twice. One's a smaller one, which is not too bad, but then there's a bigger area, and when you're learning the mechanics of this thing, like, you don't know how the bombs work, um, uh, you can get trapped in between the bombs, uh, you don't realize, like, how dumb the AI really is, where you just put a bomb by them so they'll stand by it, but you kind of, you don't know how, I don't know, it took me, like, a half hour the first time to beat it, but when I replayed it, I, I killed him on the first try. But it's just not very intuitive, and it's just like, you're just thrown into it. Like, what? I'm playing Bomberman now? And then... Cool. Uh, after that is where you do the Eternal Slip, which we'll get into. And it's even the easy version of Eternal Slip, where it's really slow, and I I can't believe how easy it is after I did the, uh, the minigame version. Um, but you have to beat all those things to move the story along. And it... also, uh, the last section of Eternal, Eternal Slip in the game, you have like 60 seconds to do it. And if you fail, it sends you back to the beginning. Right. And yeah, you it's like, you know, most games, like, they'll start like, hey, here's the easy version of it. And it gets harder as you progress. You know, like, uh, they should have like the slip and like a couple of the dungeons. There's like a you know a slippery part, and you learn like you learn as you play the game. No, it was just straight up. Here's three mini games, go. <laughs> like no build up to it. So it, it was terrible. It's like a, such a like takes you out of like the little immersion you had in the game. It just totally like slaps you out of you. Like fuck this. If I didn't hate this game already, I am done with this game. Like if I wasn't if it wasn't for like playing it for the show, I was gonna just. Throw my controller and be done with it. So, uh, yeah, so there's the Bomberman game. Um, there is uh, Masa's Quest, which the Masa is the dragon you uh, get, you ride later, like that takes you to like the uh, ice castle later in the game. But I guess there's a mini game they made just for. Um, just for mini games, I guess, and you ride around the dragon, you collect orbs, and you get more time with the orbs you get. It's not fun. Um, the next one is called Rabbit Quest. Blaine, you probably played this one, I'm guessing. Where you just... Yeah, that was at the beginning of the game, wasn't it? Yeah, at the beginning of the game, you just go and collect the rabbits. Yay. Just tedious, nothing, yeah. You barely have enough time to get it, like you have like two seconds left if you are... no I, I did it the first try <laughs> oh, I messed up my first try. because the run mechanic on this thing like the like you like you hit a wall and like you like slip down the wall I don't know if that was happening to you I don't know if what you played it on on PS you gotta turn off auto pathing oh okay that's what it was then yeah auto path I would hit the wall and I would like slide down the wall I, I hate it so it was... so yeah that fucked me up well, the first time I fucked up the rabbit thing was because one of them was hiding behind a tree and I didn't know it was fucking there. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember having a problem with it. The next mini game is called Watermelon Quest. And you play this joy of a game, too, where you collect watermelons. <laughs> <laughs> Which... I, I tried once and quit and just didn't do it. Well, I mean, you do get a good uh, item, which is the watermelon, which gives you five uh, gather right away when you use it. So it is good for that. Um, it's, it's even better for selling for a thousand gold, so you don't have to fucking grind monsters. You can just buy the shit in the shops. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I did that too. And then there's the visual memory unit, which is like 
you know, like the, the little Dreamcast games. That... That's a Dreamcast memory card, pretty much, right? Yeah, the Dreamcast memory card. You can play mini games on that. Remember that? Yeah, the VMU. Yes. So that pops up onto like your TV, a little VMU, and you're playing like this. Uh, I don't know. It's like you're going down a hall, and there's little slimes. And you fight little slimes, and then you just keep going down the hall. That's Have fun. That, that's riveting. <laughs> God, great design. I'm so. Yeah, it's like the golden saucer level shit right here. It's like I want to play a worse game from the worst game I ever played. So great. <laughs> so those are the, yeah, those are the main ones. Okay, Eternal Slip. <sighs> um, I. I, it's really well, first, first, I just want to describe exactly what the fuck Eternal Slip is, and then you can go on yeah, and go rant about it. You describe this. Uh, okay, so imagine uh, every single ice level you've ever played in a video game, and now it has a slippery floor. And once you step on the the, the, the tile, you generally you can't move in a different direction. Um, and this one, you can. You can move a different direction. And that's all fun and dandy. Uh, however, you're also only given a one tile long path to maneuver uh, through, and you cannot slow down in any way. And there's also an issue with the game where it's not a consistent speed because for some reason when you're sliding along the tiles, you move faster than the screen can horizontally like, keep up with. So you start moving closer and closer to the end of the screen, and at a certain point sometimes you have like half of a second to react to a new turn uh, in the like the path that you have to take. Uh, so essentially, uh, this is a six-minute-long one-direction course of you per- like almost frame-perfect inputs, and you're sliding the entire time. You cannot like take a breather. You can't pause. And uh, there's a lot of times where it's like uh, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, or, or or like upright, 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 like really, really fast. I call them the staircases. And you have, like, They're like the, I think you call them the staircases too. It's basically like a staircase, yeah. up, down, up, down, one square each. It's not like you guys go up three squares and go right three squares. It's like one square up, one square right, one square up, one square right. And there's, I think, six of them that are just that, and then there's like two more that are not so bad towards the end. But when you first get to those, you literally fucking want to murder like babies because you're so angry of how how difficult it is to kind of just get the timing right. So. Which is the worst part because there's no, like there's only one checkpoint which is halfway through. And once you get there, like you're stuck. If you're going for the trophy, which is the only reason you'd be doing this in the first place, uh, you're stuck because you have to, you can't, you can't turn your game off because otherwise you have to get back there again. Yeah. And, um, it's like, like I said, it's six <laughs> minutes straight of you having to do almost frame perfect inputs. Yeah, and so you, you have to memorize the path. You learn like this is the the epitome of get good trophy. Like you have to be. There's no trick. There's no. I've I scoured the internet and there's literally like uh, eight videos of it. Um, in case anyone does want to put themselves through torture, uh, on the Discord, if you go to the Pure Solar section, I have posted my videos of when I did it. Um, <laughs> Like, you just need to watch it. Just watch that. If you're ever thinking about, if you're a trophy hunter and you want to, th- you're thinking about getting this trophy, just watch watch the Eternal Slip video. And you might think it doesn't look so bad, 
until like you are like you think you're on an easy part and you're like I hit left and you did not hit left and you fly off the screen and you're like three minutes deep into this bitch you basically want to tear your hair out and punch things and put holes in walls so please please watch this video and understand why it's so difficult but um it's literally like learning it's muscle memory like i'm 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 playing it as we were like kind of talking about it now and I still can get pretty far, but you like, if anybody, if you have your phone next to you and there's like a noise and you lose your concentration for like a split second, dead, <laughs> I swear to God, you have to be like concentrating for six and a half minutes. Perfect timing. You gotta like, you have to learn how to like have your thumb on the D pad. Cause if you use uh, analog sticks, you're fucked. Cause you can't, you can't turn as well because you're like holding up and you can't turn right or you mess up too easily. So you have to like perfectly input the directions. And so the only way I've learned how to do it was you basically I have my, my thumb sitting on the direction it's going to be and hit it at the right precise time. And then when you're doing the really close stairs, you kind of rock the, the D pad. I mean, that's the best tips I can give you. I don't know if you have anything else you want to add, Nick, like how you got through it. Uh, yeah, I'm a bit like a, I'm Aspies, I guess. So um, every time before I had to make an input, I kind of, I did like a noise in my head that was like uh, like a certain tone. And then the next time I would have to do input, I would do like a higher tone. And then I would go back and forth between them. So I kind of, I guess, give myself my own little like metronome or something. Mm. I would just go like yeah. left, right, up, down in my head. I'd be like left, up. Left up, left up, left, left up, left up, you know. But also, I would recommend turning the music off because the timing, like the the beat to the music, is so fucking terrible. Like it will get you, like you're you you can't get a rhythm going. So I almost picked the song for one of our musical breaks, but I did not want ever want to hear that song again in my life. <laughs> like it's like to me, it's not like the the song didn't mess up the timing at all. The song was just uh, it was almost like a like torturous like because it's the same as i would say it's like maybe 30 second long loop uh span yeah loop and it's just over and over again and it's like it's just taunting you the entire time like you're gonna be stuck here forever this is all you're gonna listen to for the rest of your life oh yeah i felt like i was in a black hole because i would not talk to any like i don't like i don't know if you know i was on discord i didn't talk to anybody i didn't do anything i was just trying to fucking beat this that's all i did <laughs> I was so goddamn determined, um, and it's definitely not worth it. It's not the do not do this trophy. Like is, I don't care who you are. It's not fun at all. It's so. I don't even know. It's just so bad. Sounds easy. You want anything else to add on this? Uh, oh, uh, Nick, uh, I think I'm uh Nick found a found a glitch. I guess. Uh, for PS3, he played on the PS3. I played on PS4. I tried the glitch. It didn't work for me. So if you want to go what you did. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so essentially, once you get to the halfway point, I tried doing this with the first NPC you find, and I kind of get it to work. But um, there's something that this game does for some reason where it buffers commands uh, like when you're talking to people. And then also, like I've noticed it happens in combat. When at the end of combat, like the um, like the rewards pop up, if like you're pressing inputs on the d-pad or i guess you could use the analog stick or like you're pressing other inputs on the controller like uh 
triangle, square, cross, circle, whatever. Uh, it like adds like a delay, a noticeable delay to the game, and it won't bring the like text box up. And so, for some reason, uh, with the second NPC, because he has two dialogue boxes that pop up, I found like if you like spin the like your, your thumb around the D-pad and like hammer a bunch of buttons on the the controller, and and then you close the dialogue box out and walk directly down onto the uh, the path that you're supposed to slip around on. For some reason, it loses the slipperiness, and you can just walk. Uh, hmm. manually step by step so I'm not sure like what the fuck happened there but I could repeat it I, got, I was able to do it like four times in a row because I would get anxiety halfway through and like <laughs> double press the fucking direction and fall off and have to start all over it was almost easy but, uh, to the slip <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was more like I didn't have to fucking like cause when it, when it was just like slipping around I was just like okay I just gotta fucking press the right directions but then when I glitched it I was like fuck I got it glitched what if I can't do this again if I fuck up? Uh, and then, like, I, like, every time I pressed the button, uh, I was doing what you were doing. I was like, left, 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 down, left, down, left, down. And I, I had my thumb, like, 20 feet off the fucking controller. Yeah. So I didn't acc- accidentally double press buttons again. Dude, uh, I don't think I've felt such crippling anxiety as, like, when you get, to, like, when you see those stairs coming up. And you're like, fucking get this, Kevin. Don't fuck this up this time. And, and then, like... I would get like some like weird mental blocks. Like I would be, I would get past it a couple times. Like I would got like the second stairs. Uh, I would got, I got past a hump a whole bunch of times. And one day I just I would slip off right before I get up on the stairs every time. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. My timing was off or something. But it was like I was like a mental block. It was crazy. Like the, it it was that one and like the six stairs. Like when you're going down left. For some reason my thumb was like dumb that way and I it was like. Fat, I was like fat fingering it, and I, and I would just slip off. And once well, I, I can really, I can completely relate to that. Like I'd get like three minutes in, and and then start getting into areas I hadn't gotten to yet, and then all of a sudden, I'd have like an adrenaline spike. Yes, like start shaking. Exactly. I'm like, shut the fuck. I'm like, calm down, Nick. It's a fucking <laughs> stupid game. It's fine. Just fucking press the stupid fucking buttons. You're gonna be okay. And then like, yeah. I'm like, my hands shaking, and then I fucking <laughs> fall off, and I throw my controller because I'm like, I fucking hate this game. Why'd I do this? Exactly. That's exactly what. Because you're like, oh my god, I never got this far before. Dead. As soon as I thought, as soon as I thought in my head, like I wasn't concentrating anymore, and I slipped off. And I'm like, <laughs> so then you see know, what? What, what kind of helped me with that was, um, I would be playing, and Nicole would walk around, like start talking to me and shit, and then like suddenly I'd stop, like giving a fuck about the game too much. Like I'd care. I'd, I'd still be trying to focus on the game, yeah. but like I'd have this distraction. So I guess it kind of kept my anxiety at bay. And, like, I was able to get further, uh, like, when she was talking to me, and then she'd stop talking to me and walk away, and then I'd, like, fuck, fuck up almost immediately. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. And then, of course, I'm like, you fucking made me die. Thanks a lot, dumb bitch. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not really your fault. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> then, uh, what, what, I, what also helped me was, like, there's, like, like, one or two videos of this on there. So I'd watch it a couple, like, I get, like, I fast forward to the part where I, like, I hadn't got past. And I would watch that a few times, so that way when I did get there, I would know where to go. Because when you mm-hmm. get to the top, there's a couple like false paths that you would like would be very frustrating if you like didn't know they're coming and you just went down and you just died because there's no way to get back up. So, oh, I also I don't know if you did this, Nick, but I went to the 
just to see if that guy said anything different, the easy path. Oh, no, I didn't waste my time on that shit. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> well, a lot of things, <laughs> apparently, but... Uh, so, like, right after I got the trophy, like, the way back trophy, I was like, if I can get this on one shot, I'm just going to try it. And so I did it in one shot, and I got to the um, the, the easy version, and he just says the same thing as the other guy. I've been here for a year, and I'm too afraid to go back type thing. I'm like, really? You couldn't fucking put like, hey, this is the easy way. You got to go the other way to get the trophy or something like that? No, they just said the same fucking thing. Ugh. End rant. Yeah, that sounds cool. <sighs> it, uh, it reminds me of um, this mini game in Mega Man Legends. I don't know if either of you have played that, but there's a kind of a skating game where Mega Man will constantly go forward and you can only like move left and right to get in between these cones that get like progressively harder and go around like these turns and curves and if you fuck up you just have to do it again and I spent like an entire day years ago doing that and it was one of the most frustrating things I have ever done in my life. Um, I that when I was a kid. Yeah, and it was all for like one item, you know, that you didn't need. It was just like, uh, like you said, I was a completionist on games that I liked, and I really liked Mega Man Legends at the time, and I wanted to get everything. So, you know, I spent like an entire day just doing that, and it was, you know, one of the least fun things I've ever done in my life. Yeah, but don't you get like a cool weapon for him for doing that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like so you don't need it, but it's like it, it's a weapon component or something. I don't remember, but. But yeah, that's when you were talking, like, you know, remembering childhood memories of that. Whereas, like, now, if I played Mega Man Legends, I'd just be like, yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> it's not doing that. It's like that, but there's no cool weapon component. You get nothing. It's like. You get nothing but the trophy? Yeah, you get nothing. Yeah, it's it's completely removed from the game. You do this from the main menu, so, like, you don't even load a save file or anything. Yeah. Sure. It's, it's for fun. <laughs> Let's just include this bullshit. <laughs> Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. That was. Uh, thank you, Nick, for this. The terror that was the last couple weeks of my life of uh, playing this fucking. Shit. Uh, it sounds like you guys should get, like pick more older games that don't have trophies. That way, like when crap like this comes up, you just be like, "Yeah, I don't. I don't need to do that." Imagine if Luffy had trophies. Like that game was bad enough, but. Uh, oh yeah, you know, like the uh, the last dungeons and stuff, like. You know, get a trophy for getting every item in the game or something. I mean, I guess you could do it. Right. I mean, I don't know. I like Luffy way more in this game, so. Oh, for sure. I, I also like Rainbow Red more in this game. I like Double Dragon for the Tiger Electronics way more than I like that game. Fair enough. Uh, I still uh, think, I still think most Atari games I can think of are better. I still think Quest um, 4 is worse, but this is just like slightly. Better. I don't. Oh, I do. I would much rather replay through the entirety of Quest 64 than try and play another six hours of Pierce Solar. I hate Pierce Solar so much. Well, Quest 64 was only like 12 hours, right? Right. Have you played through the entirety of Quest 64? When I was a kid. Because it feels like you're going through the same tunnel for 12 hours. Forever, yeah. And like, if you fuck up and get the wrong magic, you're just like fucked. It's, what is it, water and earth, I think? It's been a long time, but yeah. It's like, if you do anything else than water and earth, you're just like, well, sorry about your luck, you know? <laughs> like, mm, no okay. At least there's, like, some semblance of a story in this, and... Is there? Yes, there is. 
Because, I don't know, I didn't want to read any bit of it, because when I did bother reading it, it was stupid. Um, and I hated all the characters. The writing's terrible, uh, at least there's a story. I guess. I, I, I instantly hated the three main characters, I instantly hated the dad, uh, I hated that stupid guy that instantly died, I hated the juggler guy. <laughs> and just every time someone came up, I was like, I, I don't like this guy. You know, usually there's at least a character where I'm like, oh, this guy's pretty cool. He's got some redeeming qualities or whatever. I just, nah, everyone's a twat. They can all fucking die. Did you make it to... The only character that I thought was okay was the the, the last one you get, which is like assassin slash contract killer type person. No, she's a, a bounty hunter. Bounty hunter, that's what it is. Here you go. I didn't get that far, and I never will. Um, yeah, I assume your dad ends up being evil. Uh, nope. I didn't get that far, but... No, no? Uh, no. you have an evil brother that uh, you didn't know about. Of course, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I honestly didn't care much. I guess I'll hear about it in the story if I don't fall asleep. Sure. But, um, but uh, yeah, I figured, like, the one chick is, like, special in some way. She's, like, one of the last of those alien race people or whatever, and... Oh boy! Spoilers. You ain't seen nothing yet. Spoilers. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to really. Like, I would be completely satisfied if you were just like, "Yeah, the story is absolute shit. Don't bother." But no, yeah, I, I assume you're going to tell us. But anyway, we're still in gameplay at this point. I think. Yeah, shops. They suck. Oh uh, yeah, armor, weapon, item, and in. Yeah. And the shops often sell you stuff that you'll find three to five minutes later or within the very town that the shop is in. Um, also, happens all the time. They sell you either they sell it to you for a quarter of the price or the half of a price, but you got to make sure you don't uh, sell it for the cheap version because I did that before and I was super pissed. And mm. uh, what's stupid is the way the shops are set up. They're behind fucking... Uh, cardboard boxes they're not like really sh like counters or anything they're just cardboard boxes i'm like what the fuck is this they can't even like make a sh a sprite for like a desk well um the main guy that made this game you said it was somewhere in europe but i heard him speak he sounded like he was from india to me and that's pretty common in india so i don't know wow <laughs> Damn. Well, they also have shit on the street in India, so I yeah, didn't back I mean, this game either. You ever see pictures of, like, the Taj Mahal, and, like, you go five feet out from where, like, they keep up with the ground, and it just literally looks like a city dump? I mean, have, so, you, have you seen L.A.? They shit on the ground there, too, so they have tents. Yeah, I, I guess, but, you know, like, the better portions of the city in L.A. look like a nice city, and then when you get to the, like, shittier portions where all the homeless are, yeah, that's true. Or Memphis or any big city, you get that. Whereas, like, all of India is just a big dump. Oh. Come at me, India. <laughs> I mean, I saw pictures recently of, like, uh, I guess like, they got this, like, great river that's super spiritual, which I guess all the rivers in sp are spiritual in India. And there's just trash floating down it. Well, no, there's a, so it's a, a river that uh, one of the chemical plants has been dumping shit into, so, it, like, it's all frothy and bubbly with some kind of chemical, and people are just bathing in it. And getting probably all kinds of cancer and shit. Melanoma so. and all that, yeah. And there's literally, like, uh, you see these videos of people doing that, and there's, like, actual trash, just, like, pop cans and sacks of actual trash floating by as they're just, like, you know, taking a bath. 
and people are like double cupping hands and drinking out of it and like all right cool <laughs> you know and I, I guess any any civilization could get that way when you've got a billion people that are you know just packed in that tight but maybe you you know should have bought a condom i don't i don't know i, I mean I, I don't mean half of what i say don't listen to me but but i'm saying yeah he's definitely from like some uh some country, I want to say the Middle East or India, he has kind of that accent. So, you know. Well, just to shut out India a little bit a little bit more, apparently a lot of <laughs> people there are product of rape, so it's not like... Yeah, and also uh, Gandhi was a piece of shit. Read, read about him, <laughs> like in actuality. Right, well, he, uh, he did a lot of like shady-ass shit up to and including testing his virtues by laying with underage nude Women. I mean, it's well documented. Just, just check that out. He was, he was not a great guy. Did I say that about anybody from like hundred years ago that was in power? Probably just did that kind of shit. I guess, but I mean, you know, everyone back then, yeah, you, you really look into anybody, you're like, oh man, you know, George Washington used to like suck off horses or something. It's like, yo, what? What? I mean, he didn't probably, but you know what I mean. It was, it was just a different time, I guess. You know, like Jefferson yeah, slept with all his slaves and had kids by him. You know, so on and so forth. But but still, like you got this guy Gandhi that's all about you know all all the things that you would equate or like Mother Teresa if you like look into her background like she constantly would have children die under her watch and stuff and it was all just a facade for her to make more money and uh, you know like bolster her own image and so on and so forth. It's like yeah yeah it really is terrible. It's it's one thing to have somebody held up as like a paragon of some virtue. And then another thing to have people in that real like who lived in the times being represented as like an actual product of the times. <laughs> but anyway, India, don't don't go there. Uh, I will never travel to India. Um, no desire whatsoever. And the, the poor people there are uh, with climate change. They're they're fucked. Uh, we'll just leave it at that, I guess. Sorry, Indian listeners. <laughs> Shitting on your country, all one of them, if if even. <laughs> well, there there could be some Indian Americans. You know, they're fine people. I I have nothing against them as a people, but God, I would never go to their country. And and they're not like the only one. There's a lot of countries that I'm just like, nope, never gonna go there. <laughs> I'm sorry, Colombia. I'm just. Mm-mm. Anyway, after that. All right. Anything else on shops? Yeah, they suck. They they're like they're from India. Okay. I don't think so. Uh, you mentioned like some of them will won't pay you the amount of money that your shit's worth when you sell it, right? Right. <laughs> well, they all they all give you less than what it's worth, but some will give you like a quarter of what it's worth, and some will give you like half instead of half, right? Which why do that? Uh, why not? Because fuck you. That's why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just one more thing. It's just like, hey, how can we shit on the player? You yeah, because they don't even mention it. They're just like normally they have that, that stupid like fucking shopkeeper quip one liner bullshit. But like they're just like, hey, welcome to the shop. And like I sold stuff there without even like realizing it at first. And I was like, wait a second, <laughs> why is this sword selling for two dollars? <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. Yep. I just gave that's it a good game design, folks. Yeah, and it's not like you can get like the other thing. Like most games, you they, like enemies drop items, but this one doesn't for some reason. So you really can't, nope. you can't get items from. The only way you can get items is buy them. So that's stupid. I could swear enemies dropped items, but maybe not. No, 
they got they dropped gold and experience, which I guess we didn't mention uh, because it's largely irrelevant. It's like you almost can't control it. But the character that kills an enemy gets more experience than a character that doesn't kill an enemy. I didn't know yeah. that. I but it's know. like, oh. it's whoever attacks first is usually going to be the lowest level. Like my host end dude, uh, he always attacked first, and he never got any kills, and he was like two levels below everybody else putting in the game. And I'm like, all right, well, That's good game nice. design. That's how we do that. Mm-hmm. Good thing levels don't matter. Great. <laughs> <laughs> What, what was it uh, Travis was doing? He just, like, turned the battles off, and he still got, like, further than I did. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, eh, they don't matter. I'm like, okay, cool. So, my dumbass is playing it again on the PS4 for the first trophies. And that's what I did. I turned off the encounters uh, in every place that I don't have an accessory that blocks damage for. And so far, I'm, like, three times as far in, like, a quarter of the time or whatever. Whoa, wait, you're playing it again on the PS4? Like, currently? I... Yes, yes. Why would you do that? We've already established that I have a problem. All right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you've already got the trophy on the PS3. And it's yes, like, why do it on, on the PS4? PS4? Because it's another stack. And I've done it once. That means I can do it again, right? Uh, well, sure, but it's uh, like, that. That never, whatever, Nick. <laughs> I don't know. This is uh, you're, at this point. <laughs> you're built different. Uh I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people that could probably do just fine in one of those jobs that's like, here's a checklist of things to do. That's all you do all day, just follow the checklist. It's, I'd be happy with that. It's one thing if I'm getting paid for it, I could do that too. But no one's paying you to play this game that you obviously dislike. Um, sure, and, and I've done, like, it's one of those things where like, I've done it before, so like I'll do it twice as fast this time. Oh, man, no. Fuck, I don't understand you at all. The guy that wrote the guide for this game, uh, he made it like a little, like, literally there's like, what, 14 bosses in the whole game? And so you can beat it in like, what, seven hours? And he beat it without fighting any regular battles. Like, you can beat the game without fighting Well, any- he played he played on the Genesis as well, where you had to, there was no, no encounter disabling, and he had run from every encounter. So he was either the worst handicap than anybody playing nowadays would be. R.I.P. R.I.P. And then afterwards, he killed himself. I think he did. That's debatable. He's no longer... I don't know if he... He is dead. I don't know if he killed himself, though. Uh, Tim's way might have led to the the wrong way, I guess. So, he's no longer among the living. Uh, Yeah, well... It's like I was saying, like, a series of bad events started unfolding after I played this game, and, uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, it's cursed in some way. Do not play this game, dear listener. Yeah, do not. There's there's no redeeming qualities for this game. Unless you are a masochist, and you want a really rare platinum trophy, go do it. Even even then, I just I would pick some like obscure fucking like baby mama game or something, and you know something no one has even bought in two or three years, and I'd try and platinum that before I do this. This is there's nothing about it that I can recommend really. Um, anyway, that's gameplay. Uh, do you yeah. want to read your fun fact? That's uh, that's. Uh, oh, did I have a fun fact? I don't remember what I wrote. I, I wrote that like three weeks I'll ago. It. I'll read it for you if you want. Sure, yeah, you you okay. can read all of them because it'll be a surprise to me too. Sure. Okay. So, fun fact: according to Blaine, 
the creators got their ideas by reading what was done in the 16-bit era and then picked all the worst things. <laughs> Head designer Mike Hunt said he wanted to swindle nostalgic gamers out of money while simultaneously shitting on their childhood. That sounds about right, yeah. <laughs> Good old Mike Hunt. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to put like a lot of clips in there in case I didn't get to record with you guys, so I just added a bunch of stuff to the notes. That's fair. Yeah. Usually uh, pretty funny, so it's not like it's uh, unwanted. Yeah, well. I guess we can go Yeah, it, it, it really does feel like someone played a bunch of games from the 16-bit era and just latched on to all the things that infuriated everyone else. Um, and was like, yeah, this, that's the good good stuff. That's the stuff I like. But the only thing that's missing is, like, no map, which it, initially it didn't have, and, um, like, dungeons that uh, were, like, first-person perspective and all the walls look the same. Um, those are the only two things I could think of that it didn't try to do. Oh, man, Fantasy Star is so fun. Yeah, the original Fantasy Star, yeah, that game is a night. It's, like, a great game, and then you get to a dungeon, and you're like, What? <laughs> or like shining in the darkness or you know yeah not for me but some people like that shit so whatever <sighs> okay All right. so, likes and dislikes Kevin do you have any uh, I kind of went through my dislikes uh, eternal slip forever dislike in my heart uh, number one dislike with a bullet um, <laughs> but the the only like uh, the only like uh, that I'll give it some credit is that, uh, and I know it's it's uh, not really saying much, but uh, the battles towards the end, they I kind of like enjoy the boss battles, and that's about it. So, okay, uh, I guess we've pretty thoroughly went through everybody's dislikes as well, um, and Blaine already established he didn't like anything in the game. He wrote here, I can if I read that, uh, he gives it a point zero two. <laughs> And it's the first RPG I played where I wanted all the characters in my party to die. I really did. So, uh, for me, likes, I think I, the most thing, the thing I liked the most was the ability to turn off encounters. <laughs> uh, the ability to have auto run selected because, uh, like, fuck holding down the run button. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I and that was it. That was the ease of use stuff they added later, too. That wasn't, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, as for dislikes, I, as we've already said, like it, almost the entire game is, it, it's not unplayable, obviously, but it's like, I mean, it works. it's trudging through shit, like you are not going to enjoy yourself, unless, as uh, Kevin said, you're a masochist. I've uh, I found more enjoyment playing ball in a cup. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely something, I would say... The only way I would suggest anybody play this game is if you've played nothing but, like, the top 100 list of RPGs before and you've never gone to, like, the muck and seen what else is out there. Like, give this a try. See, uh, put, like, play it for, like, an hour and be like, okay, uh, this is why uh, people don't play these fucking games. Yeah, this is why Chrono Trigger is so good. Yeah. Yeah, like, when you get a good one, you want to praise it and uplift it and, like, this is what we want, and not this garbage that they. I mean, I, I, like. I guess I can't say if it was intentional or if they just sucked this bad, but I feel like if it's this bad and annoying, like they, this has to be partially intentional design. You know what I mean? Like for sure. Like I would imagine you have people playtesting who are like, "Hey, 
I'm not particularly enjoying this aspect of the game, and they're just like, well, we know better than you. Right. Or they didn't have any playtesting. I'm going to guess that. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, they, they, their playtesting was them. And they're like, man, this mm-hmm. is going to be fucking awesome. Dude. Oh, we did such a great fucking dude. job, dude. They're just circling, jerking we, each we other totally off. Oh, hit, man. We totally We don't have that. games like this in fucking India. We, to- <laughs> we totally hit that treasure chest. They're never going to find that. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, oh, man. And then we're going to make it a trophy. <laughs> Fuckers. Man, they're probably well, yeah. still playing it. That's, uh, well, that's part of the, the, the problem with playtesting your own game is, like, you know all the mechanics because you've designed them and you know, like, where you hit things. So things aren't, like bad when you're playing them because you already have that knowledge like you're not it's impossible to go in fresh and ever experience anything without that taint of hey i already know what the fuck i'm doing you have a bias right. you have a bias it's, it's impossible not to have one well like i hated like i hated this game like the first hour i played it like i think i mentioned in the discord that i was like the same sentiments that uh Blaine had like it like they took all the worst parts of 16-bit era games and made one game out of it and i I was like, I can't believe I picked this. <laughs> like, this is the first time like I've picked a game. Like, I know I've picked some shitters before. Yeah. But this was the first time I picked a game myself, and was like, I regret my decision <laughs> immensely. I, yeah. I can't believe I've done this. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm also stubborn, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna see this shit through. Yep. And get all those trophies or whatever. Uh, I did it for you, so for, for your listener, so you could listen to my pain. Exactly. Like <laughs> this is this is the service we're providing here. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's it's still phenomenal that there's if you look online for reviews, it's like in the seventies for most people. You know, well, yeah, like that, seven out of ten or whatever. And it's like, what are you playing? Yeah. Well, like I've, there's been games like like uh, Kevin and Travis have picked that they loved, and I've been like, mm, I don't know about this game, and like I go and review like so Xenoblade Chronicles essentially, and there's some other games Trash. that I like, eh, whatever, and like so like this is one of those games where like you go online and like you have people be like, this is a masterpiece, so they'll never make a game like this ever again, and like you play it and you're like, I must be an alien, I must be on some kind of drugs right now because I cannot relate to anything that these fucking people are saying about this thing right. that I just experienced. And, you know, that's fair, I guess. Some people have no worldly experience, and some people have a lot of worldly experience, and that extends to different subjects, like video games or, like, actual worldliness from traveling the world. Like, I'd be completely lost in some place like bumfuck Egypt. Like, I wouldn't know what the fuck to do there. Some people might know what to do there. Um, As somebody that has navigated lots of RPGs in his life, this is probably the, the worst one. I've never played in my life. Wow, even worse. It's, than... it's... worse than... I would rather play. I would rather play. What's that one game? Like I don't remember what it's called. Like it's like Brent picked it and you capture monsters and some bullshit. Like it fucking sucked too. But uh, monster think... seed. Monster seed. I'd rather play monster seed than this game. You know Star Trek. Yeah. I'd rather play Star Tropics in this game. Okay. Because at least Star Tropics was like when you're playing the game, like you're actually having fun, kind of. Even if it's a little frustrating, because. Like, there's things to, like, inter- interact with. Like, it, with this game, like, the combat sucks, so you can just turn it off. I can think of a few on, like, the NES, like, Times of Lore, or... What's that? Well, like I haven't played those yet, so... <laughs> some of the Advanced Dungeons & Dragons um, games, like, like Hills Far and stuff. Like, they're just so dated. How but they're still better right? games. What's, like, the one of the worst RPGs, like, 
Halide or something weird like that. Highlight, yeah. Highlight is still like it's terrible, but I would still rather play through Highlight. One, it's shorter, and two, it's it's you know it's a product of its time. It has an excuse. This was made within the last you know decade ish. Um, it has this. no excuse. I'd rather play this like with no trophies, you know, than playing Quest sixty four. Not me. I'd rather play Quest sixty four. I I can think of some games that I would you know that I would say are worse, but they are very few and far between, and it's generally because they're either, like, lacking in like, uh, content, you know, because they're so old, or they, you know, um, they're just, like, again, so old that they uh, effectively don't work, you know. Um, Would you say it's fair to say that the only worst games in this are games that were made before lessons were learned, whereas this one was made when lessons have been learned and they just ab- right. absolutely refuse to apply any lessons that have been learned by anybody throughout the entire existence of video games. <laughs> and they just said, fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. And we'll ship it. Yeah, that's what's infuriating about it. It was like, if this had came out uh, during the Genesis heyday, say this was made in 1994, it still wouldn't be like a top RPG. But it would be, you'd be like, all right, I get it. You wouldn't like touted it as being an amazing game or anything, but it would be fine. Yeah, but because content in this, like, because like a lot of those games back then were really short, so that'd be the true. Only, but the only thing I can think of half a dozen other games on the Genesis that have not even. Ha- I can think of probably a full dozen or or more, maybe even close to twenty RPG like games that are better RPGs. And the Genesis isn't an RPG powerhouse, you know it. Like, I can't think of a worse RPG that is on the Genesis. I think every other RPG on the Genesis is a better RPG. And you that know what? Has... I, think, I think if they went back, if, 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 the, if there was a team, if the same team was alive at the time of the heyday of Genesis and they made this game, they would have made a better game because they would not be trying to emulate what they thought was a good Genesis game. Right. They would just do their own thing instead of, like, they were trying to, again, it seems really like someone was big into Lunar, man, because that's, like, the number one thing I kept getting from the game, the way they quipped back and forth and the character sprites and a lot of the mechanics and stuff just felt like they were trying to emulate Lunar, and they just did a piss-poor job of it. And then from other games, they took all these little pieces, but they took all the wrong fucking pieces, man. So you end up with this amalgamation of just things that pissed you off from all these RPGs of yore, and they're all in one game. It's like that kid in school where uh, you make a joke and everyone laughs, and then that kid, like five minutes later, makes the same joke and like laughs at his own, like the own his own joke. Anything? Okay. He's funny. And you're like, dude, I just said that, <laughs> but it was funnier when I said it. Like that's what this is. Yeah, effectively. Yeah, it's it's just a rehash of things that have been done before, but not nearly as well. Right. Right. So, so yeah, I gave it a point oh two, I believe, because I had to give it something, and it's technically playable. <laughs> that's that's very true. So, yeah. uh, so what what about you, Kevin? I'm gonna give it a two, just because, uh, like I said, the battle system towards the end, and uh, yeah, that's about all I got. Uh, I'm gonna give it a two as well because it functions, but it's not enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, there we go. It's functional. It's like, like, 
it's not like broken. Like it, there are those like that weird like buffering thing that I found, but it, it doesn't like take anything out of the game. Like the worst part is all the animations are fucking awful to look at, and then they take like a minute long each. And I'm like, this is unnecessary. <laughs> like even with like animation times four, like it feels like it takes fucking forever for animations to happen. Yeah. And so I just turn them off, and I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Like nothing looks cool enough for me. Like oh man, I like seeing that attack. It's like, oh, fuck. No, it looks dumb as fuck. Like, like the gathering orbs being just white fucking circles? That's the laziest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. I know we're not talking about visuals right now, but right. what the fuck? It's it's, like, oh, it reminded me visuals. of Inindo, the, the Way of the Ninja for the Super Nintendo, which was like originally slated to be an NES game. It had like the, the same level of sprite work. And again, that game is much better than this. Oh boy! All right, so we've kind of waxing poetic about the gameplay, and it's time for our first break. Uh, <laughs> as usual, this is the uh, main theme of the game, uh, also known as Wet Fart Sonata. enjoy listening to that because uh, it'll probably it's, be the only time you ever hear it in your life. It's it's weird that they would name it something like that. Oh, uh, yeah, that was your suggestion. Oh, man. Yeah, well. Alright, so, story time. <laughs> I hope you have your pillows because uh, it's going to put you to sleep here, as usual. Uh, uh, it probably won't be that long. 
Um, I'll just read uh, Blaine's synopsis real quick. It's, oh, yeah. uh, three youths decide to shit, decide to do shit because reasons. Pretty sure it's written by a foreigner, probably one with downs. <laughs> Uh, it tries to make jokes constantly that aren't remotely funny. Think dad jokes, but somehow worse. You spoony. Um, there you go. I mean, that's a fairly apt description, but uh. And I'll give it a two. <laughs> well, two. That's very generous. Yeah, I had. To, I felt bad about the point oh two. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Anyway. Uh, so I'll try to do a quick rundown. Um, honestly, like, I'm not gonna go too deep into it, because it's not worth going that deep into. Um, essentially the game opens with this guy who's dying in a bed, and you, you, like, you realize quickly that it's your dad, uh, the main character's dad, and nobody in the village wants to help him, the village doctor's not around, he won't be back for like a week or some bullshit. But there's a magical herb hidden in the back of a cave that nobody has seen for many years, and you think maybe it's still there, so you, you decide that you're going to go get it. And on the way, you get, uh, you get your friends together, and you're like, hey, I'm going to go save my dad. Uh, there's this herb, I'm going to go get it. And of course, they're like, yeah, we're your friends, let's do it. Uh, one of your friends has a fucking robot that he made, and uh, it like kind of malfunctions and kind of works sometimes, which is cool. Uh the main character, Hostin, makes a bunch of, like, fucking sexual jokes with the guy fucking his robot. And, cause that's funny. And, uh, you move on to this, uh, the forest cave thing where the, the secret medicine herb is supposed to be at. You go through the cave, you fight this giant fucking monster that's in there for, for no reason. It's like, it's just hanging out, and then it's like, hey, what do you do in my cave? Yeah, it's, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you now. He's like, I just think it's weird, like, uh, games where, like, the monsters talk and the people are just okay with it. Like, there's no, like, context to it. Like, just having a conversation, like, it's normal. Completely sentient, yeah. It's weird. Well, it's the only time monster talks in this game, too. Yeah, that's what and I mean. it's, it's called The Guardian, for some reason. Like, you hear, like, you learn later on, like, you read some books later on, that, um... Originally, this, like, hidden garden area was, uh, like, the where one of the three guardian people, uh, like, liked to do their botany or whatever, and they had this creature that they created to be the guardian and caretaker of the garden area thing, and so that's why it can talk, but, uh, like, you don't learn this till later, and it's in a book. Like, it's not, like, anything super important. So you killed this motherfucker. Uh, he's just doing his job, and you go and you get one of the herbs you need, and you save your dad. But while you're there, um, I think the other thought, the robot nerd boy, finds a notebook. I can't remember um, exactly if that's here or not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they find a notebook, and they talk like the, it's like a diary of the people that lived there before, talking about like goat people <laughs> or something. But it's a uh, language that only the girl can read for reasons because she is. Well, you find out later she's the descendant of that person, but for well, like, it's for the, like the she can read it for the three quarters of the game. Oh yeah, her dad is like an architect, like a archaeological person, and she's yeah, like, so just like found her ass or something. No, she so she was adopted from the orphanage, and he, so we're jumping ahead here. But the the dad. <laughs> 
the dad was there's a secret society and his dad really 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 wanted to get in there like it's been his life goal to get in this fucking secret society and so he finally gets a meeting with the leader Shazir or something and he's like okay I understand you want to join you don't really have anything off for us but uh, you do this favor for us and then we'll consider that you join later and the favor is adopt this specific girl from this orphanage and teach her archaeology in whatever and when the time comes we'll use her for whatever we need her to use to be used for kind of thing and he's just like yeah sure that sounds great i really want to be in the secret society <laughs> uh so that's that's why she can read the ancient language crap okay. uh, yeah, so, so they found this like book and it's just like a diary about like what happens and like apparently there are these golden goat people things that used to live there and then they got driven out and everybody's like, oh, this is kind of cool, whatever, but let me get this, the main character's like, let me get this fucking herb back to my dad who's dying, that's kind of important. So everybody's like, oh yeah, let's do that. So you go kill the dad, everybody's happy, and then the next day, everybody's like, hey, let's go explore the cave again, and there's some cool shit there. And on the way into the cave, the robot starts fucking up, and it like runs across the entire map, without running, without running into anything, mind you. No trees, like it perfectly paths directly into this fence that it then destroys and you go go in there you follow it in there and there's this like mirror thing i don't know exactly what it is uh that everybody kind of stands in front of and they get teleported to this temple i guess <clears throat> excuse me for lack of a better word i don't know what the fuck it's supposed to be but there's like ancient writing everywhere uh and you interact with one of the walls and the elena she reads it and it talks about like this catastrophic war that happened and they leave and get captured by the town guard and everybody gets in trouble uh and then the girl's adoptive father yells at her because he blames her for ruining like all his research and all whatever the fuck he's been doing in his life because he's like an, an absent father and he abuses the, the girl presumably so she runs away and Hostin and Edisot decide that they're going to, instead of stopping her from running away immediately, they're going to let her go. Well, Hostin's going to let her go, sleep on it, wake up, like, oh, I guess I should get, shouldn't have let her go. Let me get Edisot and we'll go find her. Uh, so you literally, like, just leave this island you're on. You go across this bridge to this desert land, and she's in the inn, and you walk in, and everybody's like, oh... Sorry, we didn't stop you from leaving. Sorry, I left. I didn't mean to hurt you guys' feelings. Blah blah. blah. Everybody makes up, and you decide that you're gonna explore like the world and find out what happened to like the goat people and shit. And so you just go into these ruins, like. There's desert ruins for no reason. Like I don't think, and like no, there's no plan. It's just like on the world map. You're like, all right, we're going to this next area. Let's and, go. <clears throat> and you walk, you run into a goat person, and well, like, you get dehydrated and fall over, and he saves you. Well, first you run into the goat person, and you chase him, and then you get yeah. dehydrated in the desert, and then he saves you, and you find out that him and his mentor are like the only two goat people left because there was some kind of play that happened, and it killed everybody, and. Uh, and a, a very spoilers annoying part. <laughs> What's that? Spoilers. Oh, spoilers? spoilers? Well, no, they tell you. They tell you. But yes, uh, there's a reason why your dad was sick. Wink, wink. <clears throat> um, 
in a very annoying part of the game, you have to like talk back and forth between these two NPCs like 20 times, and then eventually the younger goat guy joins you because he's like, hey, I need your help getting this oh item back. Because I got so annoyed because I talked to each of them, and then mm-hmm. and like nothing happened. I'm like, okay, I guess I just keep going. And I didn't know you had to like talk to him like four times each or something before he joined you. I was so pissed. I was like, what the fuck? I went, I like went through the dungeon and everything. I went through all the dungeon again, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I good thing I could turn the encounters off. Fuck. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a, it's not very intuitive. Yeah. The other reason I knew I didn't, I couldn't leave yet was because in the walkthrough, the guy's like, uh, you talk to them and then he'll join you. And the guy hadn't joined me yet, so I'm like, okay, I guess to just I'll keep talking to him. Like I left the building, I went back in. I'm like, what the fuck is the wrong with this? <laughs> and I, I just kept talking to him, and then eventually like the dialogue changed. I was like, okay. Yeah. I don't understand what the fuck's going on, but okay, all right, whatever, let's get out of here. Um, so you go with this new goat guy into his old uh, town where all the goat people lived, and it's, like, pretty destroyed. They don't really say, like, why it's been destroyed or whatever, it's just destroyed, and, like, you go into, like, the main building, and for some godforsaken reason, these goat people decided it was a good idea to navigate exclusively by uh, transporter block things uh, between different areas of their buildings. <laughs> and so you have, to, you have to find buttons and they summon these blocks and you step on the blocks and it, like they move you automatically to a new area and you just, it's a button puzzle the entire dungeon until you get to the end. That's you fight some crab, that a big giant crab that's living there for some fucking reason, and you find a compass. And this is the item that the goat man was looking for. And you bring it back to the hut that he lived in with his elder guy, and there's uh, a couple soldiers and some night dude there, and they're, like, tearing up the place. And you, you go inside, you ask, like, what the fuck's going on? You find out that he killed the old goat guy. The young goat guy gets pissed off, and you guys attack, uh, you attack the, them, and you first encounter, like, some soldiers, you kill them, and then you fight the, this is your first un- unwinnable boss fight against Ironheart, which is, Obviously not. He's obviously not an evil person with a name like that. <clears throat> no, he's and, cool. Uh, he kicks your ass because you only do one damage to him, and he like one shots you pretty much, which is cool. On the first, on on a new game, a new game plus though, as Kevin found out, it's not quite that simple. <laughs> uh, and as you get your ass kicked, uh, I think his name is Cruyer, like the the pastry. Uh, comes in. He's the wizard that has the juggling balls. And yeah, Cruyer. He fights off Ironheart and tells the goat guy to take the kids and escape. And then the goat guy, like, literally dies two feet out from the door of the building. <laughs> and we're supposed to care. Yeah, and it's like, okay. I was like, fuck. I was, I was, like, slightly disappointed because, like, I was enticed by the prospect of having a different character. Mm-hmm. Like, a different character. my favorite character. Party. Yeah, like he looked cooler or whatever. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, he's cool. the only one I didn't instantly hate. Uh, and he seemed like a nice guy or whatever. Like, like none of that like, really fucking matters. But I thought it would have been inter- interesting for the game as a whole to have that element of the story where there's a non-human in the human world and people's reactions to that character or whatever. But like, no, I'm just gonna kill him immediately. It's like, yep. okay, I guess that's easier <laughs> for, for the plot. All right, whatever. Um. So then, yeah, you guys, he's like, before he dies, he gives you his compass. He's like, I want you to have this, figure out the mystery or whatever. And you're like, okay, cool. And you go back to the desert town, 
And I guess that like they hang out there for a week or two, and eventually uh, Host and Zed shows up, Rudy. Wait, doesn't like, he ask you to destroy the compass? Uh, the goat guy? I yeah. Think so. Yeah, because like yeah. when your dad's like, no, we can't do that or whatever, and you're like, all right, dad. And it's like literally the dying wishes of this companion years, and you're like, no, nah, fuck him. <laughs> I, I thought about that because I skipped through the dialogue so much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, uh, your dad, yeah, your dad talks to you, and he's like, oh, no, we can't get rid of it, it's too important, which is kind of suspect, but whatever. Um, and he's like, I know where we could take this, to this secret society, and so he, he takes his, these kids, and they trek across, like, two continents to get to the secret society area, and on the way there, they meet the wizard juggler guy, Coolier, again, and he joins the party, because Rudy's like, hey, shit. yeah, it's not that good. How did he fucking scare off that Ironheart dude when he's a complete fucking wuss? His attack is he throws juggling balls at you. And yeah. The thing is about this guy is that like he's supposed to be like the all-powerful <clears throat> mage, but he has no fucking good spells. His spells. Yeah, he's good. just he's the worst character. I, when he, uh, when he gets a, like a, a five gather electric spell. It's still garbage. Like you, there's all your other attacks do more damage than that. So like, but he's the guy that scared any whatever. Go on. Also, That's his healing spell costs almost double what the other person's healing spell costs, and it doesn't heal much more. Yeah, that, this is when like, I uh, when I was like, "Oh, cool! I got this guy. He's supposed to be totally badass." And then I got in a battle with him. I'm like, "This guy is absolute balls." I just was like, "Fuck this game! I'm just done, man." <laughs> just, I don't anyway, this is where I stopped. All right. Uh, so on your way to the secret society place, you get stuck in this like mountain pass kind of thing where it's like an infinite uh, like recursive maze thing where like you just go from one screen to the next screen to the next screen and you're back at the first screen and uh, eventually like after wandering around long enough the party figures out that hey we're just walking in the same area over and over again and you gotta do some stupid puzzle to get out of there hmm. uh, and like they make some reference to like some old like lady who cursed her merchant husband because he was having an affair or something, and he got stuck in this desert forever until he died. And, like, I couldn't tell if that was a reference to the... Zelda. Well, to Hostin's dad, because apparently his alias is that he's a merchant. And, like, uh, the Cooler and Rudy, like, share, like, one of those, like, moments together or whatever, where they, like, shit-talk each other. And, like, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of things that they get alluded to in the story that are never mentioned again. And, like that thing really makes sense. Like you don't really know what the fuck they're talking about. Um, but, uh, one of the conditions for cooler joining the party, uh, was he wanted to go find this stone that could cure people's mental problems or something. Um, and so after you get out of this like desert mountain maze trap thing, uh, you go up to the top of this mountain and on the mountaintop, there's like, stacks of earth I guess like pillars of earth I guess for lack of a better word uh, and one of the pillars has the material that he's looking for but you don't have a shovel or any way to get it out of the ground so you go back to these like two merchants and get ripped off for, for a shovel yeah two merchants standing in the middle of fucking nowhere and uh, conveniently and they conveniently have a, a shovel that you need uh, so you walk back up two screens and you dig in the fucking earth and you get this metal shard that uh, has no relevance for a while. 
then you continue on and you get to the secret society town. Wait, wait, wait. you said it still <laughs> later, but I don't think it really ever did anything. You're right. It doesn't do anything, but he tries to use it later and gets surprised that it doesn't work. Yeah, it's it was a fruitless effort. Yes, uh, but that's like his goal. That was his goal for the only reason he joined the party. So, but why uh, do they care about Ironheart so much? They never they never say anything about it. Apparently, they were best friends, and then he met Athena, Bellona, whatever. Fuck, and according to Kuro, got quote unquote brainwashed. When Ironheart's like, no, I didn't get brainwashed. I'm following her of my own volition or whatever. But then they established her that she can brainwash people. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> what the fuck ever, man. Whatever. Uh, so, yeah. Um, you go to the Secret Society place, and you get told... Oh, there's also... One of the first people you meet there is a guy in a cloak that looks strangely familiar. Almost like uh, you've seen him before. And because his glasses are very prominently poking out of his fucking hood. And it looks just like Alina's dad. Um, so, you go in there, you get, you talk to the, well, first Rudy and Cooler have to talk to the Secret Society guy to make sure it's okay for their kids to go in there. They get approval, and the kids go in, and, uh, they talk to the Secret Society guys, and they're like, hey, we got this compass, we don't know what it's for, do you guys know what it's for? And they're like, no, but you might find the answer at this place, but the proof you're worthy, you have to go through this little dungeon and get something for us. And I can't remember what it was. I think it's like a pamphlet or a book or something. Uh, so you go through there, you get it, and they're like, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, this is how you get to point zero, which is... Oh, no, yeah, you get the book. And Elena uh, is like, oh, I can translate this. So they take it out, and they spend the night at the inn, and they try to figure out what it says, but they can't make heads of tails of it because it's written in code for some reason. And then, so Elena goes to sleep, and in her, she has a dream about frogs, and they tell her the code to use to crack the code yeah which is like a real world code like it actually exists in real life which is odd that they would develop the same code in this game world but okay wasn't it like stranger things happened it's like dom it's, 13 or don 13 or something weird like that. rot rot 13 yeah. um so yeah she's like has a dream like oh yeah this is how this is the code and figures out like some passage in the text it and like they have this whole book, and the only thing she deciphers is point zero. And I was like, "That's it. <laughs> That's all you can translate." Okay. Yeah, all the whole book just to go to the next point into the map. That's all it was. Like, all right, so you guys go there, and unless you're following a guide, you probably get stuck here for a little bit because Travis said he was stuck here for like an hour. Uh, but you're supposed to use the compass at this like altar thing that's on top of the lake, but they don't really tell you that. Yeah. They say use the compass, well, and really sometimes the game doesn't tell you that you have to go into your inventory and actually use the item. Yeah, they don't ever tell you that ever. So you just gotta so figure you, it out. Yeah, you have to go into your inventory and stand on the the right spot and use the compass, and then it summons like this ramp into the lake. In order to get into the lake, you have to like open the door. You have to put the compass in this wall sconce thing, like a hole in the wall. And it's, it's so high up that only Rudy can uh, stick it in there, and but it doesn't stay in there or something, so he's got to, like, put his hand on it and keep it there. Yeah, what and the, the kids fuck? go... <laughs> What's what, up? What a fucking contrived way. It's like, you can write something better than that. Like, if they're going to make a, a, a secret passage or a secret, like, entrance to somewhere, 
Don't you think you want to be able to get into it once you get it out of the water? Like, that's so fucking dumb. The only reason they didn't do that... <clears> it seems like you could lean a stick or something against it. I don't oh, know. They said it so Rudy would get captured. That's all it was. Right, I get it. The, yeah, plot device. Yep, so the kids go in there, and then Ironheart shows up, and Cooler hasn't gone in there yet either. Uh, so Rudy takes the compass out of the the the, the stone notch thing, and uh, Ironheart beats the shit out of Cooler, and Rudy... Uh, leaves Cooler for dead, takes uh, Rudy hostage, and the kids are like, oh, no, we can't get out. So they go through the whole dungeon, oh, it's and they... This is the second unwinnable fight, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but that was easier, because usually you'd have Rudy, and, like, with no armor on, I guess, and I don't think uh, Cooler's armor heals anything, so he gets his ass kicked pretty yeah. easily. Yeah. Um, you go through this dungeon, and at the very end... You find a dragon who's like, I've been waiting for you. Come, hop on my back. <laughs> and so they're like, okay. And they hop on the dragon's back, and they go to this ice palace where there's this crazy old dude who, like, answers but doesn't answer their questions at the same time, you know? Uh, and they decide, fuck it, we're getting out of here. And he gives them, like, this, like, dust or something. And he's like, you could, you'll know when to use this when the moment's right or some cryptic bullshit. And so they leave, they get, uh, the dragon takes them uh, to the lake and drops them off, and they find, like, everybody's gone, they see signs of battle, and they're like, alright, I guess we'll go to the town, and they go to the town, uh, it's like a fishing town, and they happen to see Cooler there, and they're like, hey, what the fuck happened? And he tells them that they got their ass kicked by Ironheart, but he was saved by this person, uh, and this, like, girl shows up named Zelini, and she's like, oh yeah, I just couldn't help myself out to help him or whatever. And they're like, okay, well, well, we gotta go to the next town and find out where they took Rudy. And she's like, oh yeah, we got a boat you can use. So they get on the boat and they sail off and like, there's this little bit where they actually, actually stole some guy's boat and the, and the captain's like chasing them down the dock like, that's my boat, stop. And for some reason, he has a, a portrait, but you never see him again. Mm. I was like, that seems like a waste of fucking resources. But okay. I'm guessing you secret bigger, character. You probably had a bigger role and they cut it or something. Could be. Um, so you go from this like uh, normal sea town to this like bandit town, and while you're in the bandit town, you get like accosted by this random uh, pirate bandit guy, but you get saved by this bounty hunter who is Zelini with a cloak on, uh, but nobody knows that. Um, and she's like, yeah, I'll help you find the people you're looking for, but it's going to cost you. And so they like, give her money or whatever, and she's like, okay, we can set up a meeting with these, this person, and he'll give us information, and we'll go from there. And so they like set up this like nighttime meeting. Everybody sleeps at the end, and then he goes, goes and meets this guy, and he's like, oh, well, I don't know exactly what you need, but this person might know what you you need so you go to like the head boss of the, the town uh i think you picked her theme as your song i think what the oh, hell's your name yeah. uh madam mazoka yep and she's like okay i'll give you the information you need because they came here i know where to find them but you gotta do me a favor first uh go get this guy and so the bad hunter's like all right i'll go take care of this really quick but your team's like uh, actually, we're going to come with you because we don't trust you. And she's like, okay, whatever. So you go to this other town where 
I think in the regular version, like the Genesis version, um, you go to the inn and then she goes and captures the guy and then everybody goes back to the first town. So like it literally takes like five minutes and there's no fucking reason for this. Uh, but in the HD version, you have to actually go into a dungeon uh, under the ma under the city, which is under a garden maze, and the garden maze underground thing has the exact same uh, like structure as the garden maze above ground, except the power goes out constantly, and so like the screen flickers and then we'll stay black for like five or ten seconds and then come back on for like three seconds so you can see what the fuck you're doing. Uh, as you try to navigate this place, and it's super fucking awful. But you can press start to open your menu or whatever, and the like the screen comes back on. But it's just such a pain in the fucking ass yeah, to get through this. If you guys are wondering what that looks like, I have a video I posted in the in the Discord of it, and it, it makes a little switch noise every time the power goes off. It's super annoying. Uh, so you get to the end of this dungeon. You find the guy, and he's like, what do you want? I'm just doing research here. And she's like, you're the bounty hunter's like, you're coming with me. And you go back to Madame Mazoka, and it turns out that, like, that's his her ex-fiance or something. And she, like, wanted him back. Who fuck? It doesn't matter. Uh, so then you get the information you need that you have to go to this other town, where there's the big town, because you're look they're looking for this grand library, which is has information on, like, this thing they're looking for. I can't remember if they mentioned Pure Soil yet, but, uh, so you're off to this next big town, and this is the big fucking town that Kevin and I complained about. Um, so while you're there, like, your first stop is to find the Grand Library, so you find a library, and it turns out it's not the Grand Library, but there were, there is a hint in one of the books that says, like, somebody that used to rule this town built a Grand Library somewhere because he had a huge fucking collection before he was overthrown or whatever. So you're like, okay, well, cool, we'll go find this. And you go to the town, and you get to this, like, train track area where there's, like, child slave workers almost, like, just farrowing, uh, mined rocks over a collapsed bridge, uh, uh not a collapsed bridge, but, like, a, a bridge with nothing but tracks on it. Um, and it's, like, so these little kids are, like, walking along, like, uh, train rails, that are over a, like, a, I don't know, a thousand foot drop of this empty air, and they do this for every day, and everybody's cool with this, because the town's poor, or whatever. And so the character's like, oh no, this is awful, uh, too bad we can't do anything about this, and they continue on, and they find a broken down train, um, and they end up repairing the train, going through, you have to go some more, through some more fetch quest bullshit, like find... Uh, Edisot uh, tries to fix it, but he needs wires in order to to rewire something back together, and he also needs something new for the gearbox. But in order to get the parts, they can't find the wires. But somebody in town wants wire, uh, wants some super strong metal, and he'll trade it for the wires, or whatever. So you get you fix the train, and then he accidentally goes backwards and so forwards and breaks the fence down, and uh. Then you get back on the train and then you go forward and you go to the next part of town. Well, um, you get to get the wires. It's like he fixes the train and then you gotta get the wire. No, well, I'm right. No, you talk to the debt, like you talk to the guy at the inn at one point, right? Well, yeah, but I don't remember like why. You, like you, you talk to him and you go to the inn and he's like, Yeah, these people helped us. And then you go back to the train. Like there's no point. Like they just take you out of the area for no fucking reason. Oh, yeah, that's like, What the fuck is that? Yeah, and but the. 
you forgot to mention, like, the walking through this town is like a fucking nightmare. Because it's like no clear-cut path to get to anywhere. And, like, there's, a, there's like, two ways to get to, like, there's treasure chests that I'm not sure if you can ever get to, but you gotta find the door in one of these houses, and you gotta search through every, like, it takes hours to get through this fucking town just to find, like, the inn or any of the shops you need, and, uh, there's, like, underneath the town, there's, like, little basements that, uh, you can fight enemies in that connect you to the other part of town, and it's just so, oh my god, it's such an annoying town. So, anyway. I was trying to just not remember it as much as possible. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you you cross the train tracks and everybody's happy because you fixed the train, but like nobody there knows how to fix it again. So if it breaks, they're fucked again. So it's like whatever. Maybe maybe Edison could have taught some of these kids like how to fucking fix something or something. Who knows? Uh, you go through so you go through this another like cave area and you find. Uh, I think you have to go through there to find something, like a key item. I can't remember exactly what it is. Uh, so you find it, and then you like, go to the next part of town, which is the rich part of town, where everybody is rich and happy, and there's, there's no problems. I don't know how they maintain their income, but apparently they're all rich there. Uh, and you find, oh, I think in the, in the first ca the cave, you find like a mention of like a treasure map or something, and the treasure map shows... Uh, that it's in this rich part of town. So you go to the rich part of town, you find, like, the X on the map, but it's actually a bakery. Wait, wait, you know why the town's so rich? Like, literally the child labor camp right next to it? That's gotta be it, right? Uh, I don't know, like, because I don't know, like, they don't really explain it. Like, there's, like, the child labor, and then everybody in town's, this other part of town's rich, so I don't really know. Like, none of the adults are working in the poor part of town. It's only the child children that are working. Uh, and, and like, they're the ones doing all the hard labor and shit. So, because they're the only ones that can cross the bridge safely, or like the rail line that's over the open fucking cliff. Yeah, For some reason. I don't understand. And like, the town's not even connected. The, the, yeah, the, the, the children are mining the mine in the rich part of town, but no one from the rich part of town is mining the mine. So, how the, yeah, it's like, how are they getting money? I guess they have the, they both have docks. It's not like they're the, the rich part towns and the where the docks where the trade is, so it doesn't it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, there's no physical way to get from rich part of town to poor part of town. The only way to get across was using the train, <laughs> yeah. and so it's like all the the, for, the people could just take all the shit the, that they're mining from the rich part of town and then sell it themselves. So I don't know what the fuck the, like how the shit works there, but it's dumb. It's super dumb. The whole game's super dumb. Uh, so yeah, so I hope you're ready for some cannibals because you go to the bakery. And you find out that they're sold out or whatever, and you go to sleep at the end, and you come back the next day, and you get uh, pastries from for from the chef there. And as you're eating them, like you find teeth and stuff in the pastry, and they're like, "This is disgusting." And you go confront the guy, and he's like, "Oh, it looks like we got the next uh, filling for our next meal or whatever," and he attacks you, and then you you beat him up. And his little underlings, and you just tie the guy up, and like you just leave him there. And the Instead of like where... killing him or like calling the police or anything, they're just like, we're a little bit too busy to deal with this cannibal. Who uh, that guy? We got we got things to do. Fuck this cannibal that's been murdering people. We gotta get to the cave underneath the underneath. What about the fact that they bit into some of this food there? Yeah. Uh, and then he magically finds a secret switch to the to the cave below. Just in the oven. 
in the oven. Hey guys, you see this switch? Oh, let's push it. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's so dumb. And then the magic, the fucking, the magic school. So the only way I, I could see that someone gets to this magic school is through this oven. So this cannibal is running this bakery <laughs> as a front for the magic school? What the what the fuck's going on in this? I don't understand how this happens. Yeah, people out, man. Well, there actually, so actually, like before the entrance to the magic school, there is another like uh, door to the right that you can't ever get to. Oh, the so there may be another entrance. Oh. No, so uh, like when when you so the first elevator, you go through this oven. You get there's this elevator, and for some reason, everybody decides to get on the elevator at the same time, and it ends up breaking, and they fall down, and you can't get back up. So that's the excuse for cutting you off from this part of the game. You can't get back up, but you decide to explore the the area. And if you walk south, uh, you'll find the entrance to the magic school area with another elevator, but it's all the way up to the top. And uh, there's two there's two like two levels. Like there's a top top level, and it has that's the entrance to the magic school. And there's like a another level like right below it where the elevator's at, which is this another door that you never get to go through. So presumably, maybe that's another entrance to the magic school. Um, but, uh, so you decide you're just going to explore this cave you just fell in and hope for the best. And you explore it, there's like uh, spider you forgot, I guess shit you everywhere. Where there's a, the map shows that the X is at the bakery, so that's why they knew it was there. Yeah. That's Maybe that's what that guy gives you or something, right? They had what do you some mean? Reason that the bakery, they had to find where this X is, and they had to ask people around town. That's what the perfume you got from the stupid psychic lady, uh, or the the lady from like the thief town. She gave you this perfume, yeah. And then you you give this other lady in the rich town the perfume, and she's like, "Oh yeah, that's the bakery. That's where that is." Because you're asking around town, "Where's this map?" Because the map's so old, like the town's different now. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. She's like, "Oh, that's where the old bakery is." And then that's why you go to the bakery for the first time. Okay. Anyway. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yep, so you explore this underground cave area thing, and you find the Grand Library, but it's locked. And the only way to get in is Alina uh, has, like, something. I can't remember what she has. She has, like, some bobble from somewhere, and it reacts with the door, and it opens. Oh, but uh, You find a bracelet in, like, one of the caves. And it's like... That's right. Yeah, and then you use the bracelet to open the door. But I forget where you get that bracelet. Yeah, I can't remember either. It's just some chest somewhere. Um, yep, so you go in there and like you find signs that somebody's been there already, which I'm like, okay, then how the fuck did they open the door? If she's the only one that can open the door, how did somebody else get in there? But whatever. So like you read these books that are thrown around on the, on the floor everywhere, and like you learn a bit more about the world. Like There were three heroes before. Uh, I can't remember their names. I... I only remember the girls like Belina and Bethany or something, um, and like they had they came together and made something called the Pure Solar, and they used it to like make the world a perfect place or whatever the fuck. And there was a, a conflict, and they all like split apart, and the world is how it is now. And so like, oh, well, this is interesting. Now we know whatever the fuck like. The next thing we gotta find out, we gotta find out what this pure solar thing is. And so they retrace their steps, they go back to that first elevator, or the elevator that was all the way up, and now find out that it's all the way down so they can leave the area. Presumably, because they don't know the magic school's there yet. So they go up the elevator, and then conveniently, uh, I think Cool is like, oh yeah, this is the magic school. 
I tried to go here, but I couldn't afford it or something. His grandpa and, went there too, or something like that. Yeah, his grandpa went there, but like he 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 wasn't allowed to go or some bullshit. But so he went to the the monk monastery, which is where he learned magic. Where the fuck? Who? Whatever. Uh, and as you approach the door, like you hear students coming, and so you hide, and they uh, they talk to the door, and it says something, and they knock on the door a couple times and opens. So your character's like, oh, we'll just knock on the door too. But like when you not when you talk to the door, it gives you a different phrase than what they got. So you have to press the door, like you have to knock a different amount of times. And I don't know how you're supposed to ever figure this shit out without a guide. But I think you have to knock like the kids knock like four times. The students there knock like four times. You have to knock like seven times, and the door opens. Um. Yeah. Well, so there's two different ways. Like if you go back again, it'll be the the other way, the the student way. So it's either. Oh, so it resets itself. It resets. It's like two different knocks. So yeah. I see. Yeah. So one's four and one's six or something like that. Okay. Uh, so you get access to the school and you realize that you don't have a uniform. So like immediately to the right of the entrance is like a locker room and you steal a bunch of other kids' uniforms and they're all left naked in the shower. And there's a the little like gag that happens with this, like the kids find a missing clothes and run around. Like, Ooh. <laughs> uh, so like you get greeted by the headmaster and he's like, uh, what are you, who are you? What are you doing here? And Crew's like, uh, we're new to students. Sorry, we're a little late. Uh, and the guy's like, yeah. Uh, first day of class, I started like two weeks ago or something. And then he's like, who's this? And he has you introduce everybody, and Cooler says, like, Zelina's his wife. And, oh yeah, the whole time, uh, Alina's been a bitch to this new bounty hunter chick. And that's because, I guess she has a crush on the wizard guy or something. Yeah. And so, this makes her mad when she hears him say that. And uh, the but the headmaster's like whatever, all right. Let me give you a tour to so get like a brief, a very brief tour of school. And you get told that classes are going to start tomorrow. Come to the classroom, and we'll do classes, and go to sleep. And you come back the to the classroom, and this is when you do the three mini games. <laughs> What's up? I said you come to the worst part of the game. Yes. Uh, so you do the the block pushing thing. I think you have like three or four block pushing puzzles to do. Three. Then you got the. Then you got the two um, Bomberman games to play, and then you got three Eternal Slip things to walk through. Like the first one is slippery, I think. The second one's not, and the third one's slippery again, no, it's, or something. It's slippery, slippery, not. Super- okay. Okay. And then, and it's super, and like the slip is like slow. Uh, but like I was saying before, it's like you don't. You've never done anything with slip ever, you know. So you don't know how to control it. Like it's like I, I lost like ten times in a row because I couldn't figure out what the fu- like how to do it. So I think I was trying to use the analog stick, and the analog stick is not as it's like super too responsive. So like any little flick the wrong way, you spin off. So then I had to learn to use my fi- like the the D pad. And you can't have it's a... and you can't have like uh, your the fast. Um, auto run on because then you'll like overrun the thing too. It's stupid. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. Uh, but once you get through that, then you get uh, access to the grand library or whatever of research to, for the magical academy. But actually, that was a joke because you're actually just put in charge of cleaning. Ha! Um, so your character's like, fuck this shit, whatever, and you look through all the books anyway. 
and uh, I think you find uh, references to um, Cleo Neo or something. Uh, he used to be a student here, and he's like the benefactor. Yeah. And... Uh, oh no, not Cleo Neo. Who's the brother's name? Because I think Cleo Neo is the it's Cleo Neo is the other uh, wizard, the hero. It's fuck. It's Cleo. Neo. It's not no, because that's the that's definitely not the brother. The brother. I don't matter. That's the brother. Yeah. No. I'm getting. I'm fucking somebody's name up. I'm pretty sure. Cleo Neo is the brother, and he's the one that uh, was at the Magic Academy. Yeah, you're right. You're thinking. Can, uh... you're, you're thinking like Clo. Oh, Cliboey oh, or something. Cliboey. Yeah. Okay. He's the he's the god. He's the one of the three god guys. Yeah, that's right. Okay, uh, the fucking names are the same. I was like, God damn it. Uh, yeah, oh, so you find out that Cleo Neo. By the way, uh, this has got to be the worst character names of a game I've ever played. Yeah, like all the all the character names are dumb, but then like townspeople have like regular, regular names like Jeff and shit, and it's like okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever. Uh, you got, you, okay, let's go through the names. So you got uh, Houston, not Houston, uh, Ed Not, right? I, I think it's Edisot. It's like Edison, but not. I think that's what I, that's how I got it. Okay. <laughs> Edison, not. So that's that's the other one. Uh, what's the girl's name? Elena. Elena. That's that's okay. Um, well, his dad's name is Rudy. It's like a normal <laughs> fucking name. And then like you got a random lion you can fight named Ryan the lion. Yeah. And uh, then you got like Ironheart the bad guy, Sashir the. Uh, head of the secret society. Yep. Uh, I think his dad's name is like Muto or something. Uh, they got Cleoneo, which is your your half brother. Kriboe, which is one of the gods. Bathina, which is one of the gods. I don't remember what the old the third god's name is. Um, the ta- some of the towns' names are so dumb, like Nito or Mito or some weird shit. Uh, that's some terrible names of towns. It's like, how am I supposed to remember yeah. the name of this place? It's like so weird. Yeah, they just threw like fucking, like the, ran their, ha- their head across the keyboard and got a bunch of letters. <laughs> like, all right, that's good. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Um, yep, so you learn, like, Cleo knows, like, he went to school here and he somehow is rich and he now is the benefactor of the entire school or something. And one of the teachers there was in his graduating class, and so you're going to go ask him for information about the guy. So you go talk to him, and he tells you, like, oh, yeah, he's a great guy. Uh, now he lives on the volcano. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Yeah, he <laughs> I guess we'll go to the volcano. He's in the volcano. Then. He's got a cool volcano base. Uh, yeah. All right. And, um, That's just so crazy uh, to go through all that just to find out, oh, yeah, they got to go to this volcano base. Where you probably could just yeah. go to the volcano base. Well, and halfway through this, the Zelini, the bounty hunter chick, she's like, oh, uh, I gotta go. You guys do your thing. Uh, I'll catch up with you later. And she, like, then the party like sees her co- cohorting with the Secret Society member guy. And, uh, like, the whole party, like, I'm not, I can't state, state this enough. The entire party watches this happen. <laughs> like, everybody's there. Hostin's there, Edisot's there, Elena's there, and Cruel is there. And they watch her talking to some secret society guy. But only uh, Hostin, Edisot, and Elena talk to each other about it. Cruel doesn't say shit. And then later on, when they're like, when you leave this magic school, you go through this another cave to get to the third part of this 
uh, big town. Like, halfway through it, everybody stops and they're like, yeah, I can't believe Zelini is working with the Secret Society. And Kurlo's like, what are you talking about? And they're like, yeah, we saw her talking to a Secret Society guy in the magic school. And he's like, um, I don't know, guys. That seems kind of a suspect. And I'm like, you were there. <laughs> you, were, you were there looking at the same time. I don't understand how you missed that. But how is this the plot point? Yeah. But okay. But then they drop it. Like, nothing happens. Uh, you go back to the town, uh, you go to the port area, the guy hunter checks found a boat, she's like, hey, found a boat, we're good to go, and nobody says anything about this secret society thing. So you get on the boat and you go to the volcano base, um, and this is a pain, another pain in the ass where there's like buttons to click, uh, platforms to ride, and then there's like even like a teleporter maze where like you have to go on different teleporter spots and like hope you find the right fucking teleporter to get to the end to hit the switch you need. Uh, but then you get to the top of the base, and you find Bethina, Cleoneo, uh, Ironheart, Rudy, and then Sashir and some Secret Society guys show up. And this is where, like, the big climax is, where everything kind of gets revealed. So Rudy tells you that Cleoneo's your half-brother. You don't know who the mom is, but Bethina thinks she's the mom for some reason. But she's not. Uh, and he, and, yeah, Rudy's like, nah, I definitely need to fuck her. Yeah, uh, <laughs> not her. Definitely not her. But that's like your half brother. Um, and then Ironheart's like, "Yeah, uh, we're gonna stop you." And Coolier's like, "Ah, oh, no, you're not. I've got this this metal ore thing that's gonna cure you." So he tries to cure Ironheart, and it doesn't work. The secret society guys are like, "Hey, we hired you to stop them, so stop them." And talking to the Zelina, the bounty hunter, and she's like, "Actually, I like the kids now, so I'm not gonna do." what you want me to do. So, uh, Alina and, uh, the bounty hunter, Delini, I think fights Sashir, uh, Edisot and Coolier fight, uh, Ironheart, and, uh, Rudy gets stabbed by Cleoneo, uh, and Houston, like, goes up to him and tries to, like, keep him from dying. Uh, because, uh, Rudy, uh, oh yeah, the Pierce of Lawyer is here. Yeah. It's a giant fucking, um, like, a gazebo-looking thing, I guess? That apparently, the, like, it it does, like, all this, like, magical whatever the fuck, uh, god machine know. thing. And Rudy tries to destroy it, but Cleoneo stabs him to stop him from doing that. Um, everybody does their fights. Uh, Ironheart gets killed. Uh, Sashir gets run off. Um, Rudy, uh, dies, and as Hostin's, like, talking to him, he's dying, he's like, you gotta stop him from using this thing, it's, like, ultimate evil, whatever. Uh, and then, for some reason, like, Cleo, Neo, and Bethina decide that they're gonna self-destruct the base, and they leave, and the base starts falling apart. Um, and so everybody leaves. Like, I feel like at this point, they could've killed the whole party, and things would've been fine, but whatever. So they leave, uh, and then your party leaves, out behind them, the whole base falls apart. Uh, before... Uh, when you get back to your ship, you find it's gone for some reason, and so, like, you explore a little more. Uh, you have a little cutscene where Hostin's, like, going through shock, and everybody's pretty much just like, suck it up, bitch. Like, nobody's like, yeah, sorry about your dad. Uh, that's, that's really shitty. They're like, hey, we got shit to do. Like, grieve another time. It's like, okay. Yeah, because you go to the boat and he had, like, uh, a meltdown because the boat's gone. Yeah. Which I thought, it's like the most human part of the game, or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I, I I could see having that kind of reaction. Like, shit's going wrong, and it just keeps going wrong. Like, I freak out about shit like that, too. 
Um, it's still not like great writing, but whatever. Uh, and it's not like leaves and he finds a switch that nobody's found before and he presses it and another platform comes and you get to the end of this little area and it's a dead end but there's a like a carving cutout thing of like a semicircle what was that uh, all right this is my daughter um so yeah that when you get to this like carving thing uh, your party's like, oh yeah, we can use that dust we got off of uh, what's his face, and I, like that was a pretty good time to use it, right? So they use it, and they get teleported to the ice palace, and then uh, you find out like this guy was like the third god, and a host tries to threaten him, and the guy's like, you want to let go of me before I like obliterate you, and they have they all have a dinner, and they talk to each other about like what's going on. And this is where you learn, like, the three gods use the pure solar thing to become gods, and each one of them had a different ideal, like, for a perfect world. Like, Mathena wanted one way, Clebo wanted another way, and he was, like, fine with the world Basically, now, but just one a little better. Mathena wanted to just mind control everyone to, like, just do whatever she thought was right. Right? Uh, pretty much. Because she wanted, she's like, people can't be trusted to make the right choices or something. So I'll just make the right choice for them, yeah, or whatever. And like, so Kubo A and then this guy, the god that's there, like, fought her off and put her in another dimension. And after that happened, the Kubo guy's like, I don't want to be here anymore. And he so he went off to his own dimension. And the third god is like, Well, I'll just stay here then. And when we say gods, uh, they're not really gods. There's people that like they made a machine that basically can uh, take all the things of the universe and reform it to whatever they want. And they give it immortality somehow. Yeah. Um, and also, like, give them godlike powers. Like, we we find out later when the the one god that stayed here, uh, like, interacts with the other god, Cleboe, and then, like, disintegrate each other immediately. Like, after you fight the boss fight. And I'm like, why can't you just do that first, man? <laughs> Save me a fight. Uh, also, you find out that Alina is the descendant, long, long, long lost descendant of Bathina. Hostin is the long, long, long lost descendant of Cleboe, and Edisot is the long, long, long lost descendant of uh, this other god guy. It's Eric. So. Arkel? A-R-E-K-O-L-L. That's his name. Fuck is that? Very convenient. What the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> I blocked that shit out, dude. I said uh, yeah. I couldn't remember. <laughs> yeah, also, I guess uh, this guy... This god guy here made the only dragon in, in existence for some reason, and nobody's like ever been like. There's never been any rumors of seeing a dragon before, but so I guess he's got the only dragon in existence, and that's it. Oh, also, Bethina made all the goat people. You learned that. Yeah, they're like uh, they're also they're like her backup plan or something. Yeah. Also, when they were fighting everybody at the, the volcano place, this is where you learn that uh, the secret society hired Rudy to deliver a plague to the goat people, uh, which was like, he, they were, his goal, his, ob, his objective was to bring them some kind of item as a gift, but the item was actually like something that had a, a fucking biohazard plague thing in it, yeah. and it killed all the goat people, that's why he was sick, and he had remorse for it because he didn't know that he was going to kill everybody, he was just trying to get the, comp the compass or whatever. Um, yep, yeah, so... 
then like you decide that you're gonna go stop Bethina and uh, the old guy Arcole, whatever his name is. Besides, they need like the three like diamonds or whatever it is to control the Pierce Solar. So first you go on this bullshit like uh, fetch quest to go get them. Of course, every time you go to get one, the Bethina shows up and gets it before you. Well, you only do it once because you go to this jungle island where the Arcole's like, yeah, I, I left it with my friend. Yep. He's watching it. And the friend happens to like have this collection of fucking weird like monsters and items and creatures and shit. And, of course, uh, Bethina and Cleo Neil get there first and pretty much kill the guy and take the, the, the stone. And they also release this monster in the commotion somehow, and it chases you all the way back to the dragon. And so you fight it three times before you can kill it. Yeah, so that's annoying. That doesn't help you at all, little bitch. You have to watch. <laughs> um, and then, so like you, told, you tell Arcole or whatever that it's, his thing's gone, and he's like, all right, we'll just go get the one from Cleboy then. And so you, you and, oh yeah, you, you don't have Edison for this one mission because he's staying behind to help Arcole build this dimension traveling device thing. Medio Mobile. Uh, something like that, yeah. It's so you can use this. It's a mediumobile. Is that like an Earthbound reference or something? I don't know. No. Medio is like Meteor or Medio from like Final Fantasy II. Final Fantasy II when they couldn't say Meteor because they didn't have enough like oh, characters. Uh, yep, yeah, so at this point, like, it's like the point of no return for the whole game. You can use this medium mobile to, like, go back to some places, but you can't go back to every place you've ever been. Uh, but then, uh... Yeah, and then this I is think... where you can go get, like, the ultimate armor. Like, the, like in the Oasis town, there's, like, the Sultan, and he, like, lets you go... If you, Like, you can find these, like, uh, master keys throughout the game, and they unlock these chests. So you can go back and do that at this point. Uh, you can also free uh, Alina's dad from the cell he's in in the secret society if you want. Um, and you can explain to Rudy, uh, yeah, Rudy's wife, Houston's mom, that he's dead. Yeah. Uh, and then you go to this other dimension where Cleboy is. And this is the town where everybody's like zombied out, kind of. And you kill a guy, and then everybody turns into frogs. This is also where they say the booty, uh, spoonie bard thing. Yeah. You're trying to get past the guards, and they're like, "Yeah, this these people aren't real. So they, can't they can't harm you." Uh, and because uh, the alkali guy, the Ericole guy, comes with you, and like he's like, "Yeah, they can't do shit to you." Uh, like, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll stop you." And he's like, "No, you won't." And he's like, "Yeah, I will." And then he's like, "No, you can't do shit." And then he was like, you Spoonie Bard. And you're like, what? That You just said Spoonie Bard to say Spoonie Bard, you fucker. I hate you so much right now. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you make your way up to fight the bot, the god guy. or like You're there to talk to the guy and get his crystal or whatever and recruit him to help you out. And he's like already been brainwashed by Bethina. And so he fights you. And uh, after you win, like something, uh, the Bethina chick, like, does something to hosting and he gets sent into this like dream world where the town is like that his the, the his hometown's like not his hometown but it is his hometown at the same time and Bettina's there like 
taunt him like, oh, you'll get stuck here forever, you're worthless, it's like and bullshit. And, yeah. and it's like, it's like a fake version of his dad shows up and like talks shit about him the entire time, and then he turns into a bear and you kill him. Uh, then you escape, and everybody's like, alright, time to go fight Bethina. And you go back into the Meteor Mobile. Uh, this is after uh, Cleo... Clebole and Arkol blow each other up, so they're both dead. Uh, you go into a meteorville, you go to this other third dimension where Athena is and Cleonio are, and it's like a, a town where people are living apparently happy, but I guess they're probably brainwashed. And you go into the palace, uh, you explore the palace, you get to the top, uh, there's a couple of slippery, eternal slip things, puzzles you go through, some platforming, some teleporting, and then you fight. You get to the end, you get to the top, and you fight Cleo Neo, and he's like, Hoston's like, we're brothers, I don't want to fight you, Athena's the bad one, we just gotta stop her, and he's like, no, she's my mom, fuck you, this is, I'm gonna do this anyway, and so you kill him, and then as soon as you kill him, Athena shows up, she's like, oh my god, you just killed my son, I loved him so much, I'm going to kill you guys now, and you, so you fight her, and she turns into this, like, giant... Mutant scorpion spider thing. Uh, I don't know, but you kill it, and you go to the teleporter that she came out of, and you find another pure solar that's fully rebuilt. And uh, for some reason, they decide they only have a couple minutes to make a decision about what to do about it. And this is where you make uh, one of your ending decisions: either you destroy the thing, or you use it to return the world to the way it's supposed to be, quote unquote, which is the bad ending. Um, so if you destroy it, uh, everybody lives happily ever after, like the world is the way it is, and everybody just kind of deals with it. Uh, if you d decide to use it to make the world a better place, uh, Hostin becomes like a god, and he sequesters himself into this other dimension, I guess, where he's by himself, and nobody knows. He made sure everybody forgets that he exists. Uh, he brought his dad back to life. Uh, he brought Ironheart back to life, and him and Cooler are best friends again. Uh, there's uh, Rudy, or his dad and his mom don't have any kids. Uh, Elena and her dad are happy in the town. Uh, oh, I think actually, too, uh, somehow Cooler and Elena get married. Or if, I don't know if that's like this ending or if it's the other ending, but like, I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter. Like that's it. Like either you, everybody's happily ever after, or Hoshin gets stuck in this uh, alternate shadow dimension where he is suffering for eternity. Well, yeah. Well, and if you do like the thing where you don't like, uh, where he doesn't use pure solar, um, like then in the shows, like a scene at the very end where like all the gods are like, yeah, our plan worked. So it's like, is it? Was it just like them making another pocket universe, and that was just like alternate versions of themselves that died like this is a way that the good thing the good this is the good version of what we want to happen and there's still the gods you know what i mean yeah i totally forgot about that because i think i turned the game off as soon as i got the trophy <laughs> oh, yeah yeah that's what happened you're like oh so that wasn't really the good ending i guess there, there is no good ending because you didn't you didn't beat them they just you just won this version of the of this universe that they've created. So, there you go. Yeah. Awesome. That's Pierre Solaire. Woo!
Okay, uh, so, anything you'd like to dislike, Travis? Uh, Kevin, sorry? Uh, I like, disliked a lot of it. Spoonie Bard. There's a lot of cringe, like, dialogue. Um, was not written well. There's a shit ton of plot holes. The whole, like, town setup, uh, doesn't make sense. Like, you have to, like, go through people's houses to get through the town. <laughs> like, you have to go through, like, basements and then up from the basement to get to the other side of the town. Doesn't make sense to me. Uh, motivations, character motivations. Like, I want to be in the secret society because reasons. Like, just because I want to be in the club. So, I'm going to go kill. I, I almost go kill my daughter. My, my adopted daughter. I don't know. There's a lot, a lot of stuff that just sucked. Uh, none of the characters are particularly likable. Like, you know, they're all like 13, 14, 15. And I hate, like, when the like, games do that. Like, you have adults, and the adults are letting these kids, like, almost die. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah. I don't. I didn't really like it at all. What about you? Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan either. Uh, I feel like the whole kid thing is just an excuse for writers to use more naive characters and not have to, like, develop mature characters because it's easier to have people that don't have any like mental competency to react to situations oh so he's making dumb decisions and stuff so it's like yeah oh okay that's just my assumption with like child characters or teenagers and stuff like obviously they don't know enough about like how things work to make like actual proper decisions and like to be fair many adults don't either uh, but they're more likely to I guess make the right decisions. Um, and I guess it's easier to write a, like a coming of age story, which I think this is what it, this is supposed to be when the kids are still kids. Um, but yeah, like most of it was just kind of like the humor, uh, as Blaine mentioned before, it falls flat. Uh, like uh, some of the NPCs you talk to are just like, how many, do you know how many times you fought in your life? And it's like, what? Why is this uh, why is this text? Oh, why did I just why did I just read this? That reminds, uh, reminds me of that one where you go into like one of the houses and like the guy goes, "My wife's diapers are right there next to the bed," and you're like, "What? What is what is this? <laughs> why? Why is this, yeah? Why is this text right now?" There's another one that like the, like a woman talks about his her wife or her husband like abusing her and shit. I'm like, I don't. Why is this in this game? Are, am I going to be able to do anything about this abuse? No. Then why did you bring it up? I don't care. Like, I, you're, not, you're not even a real people. I don't understand why why you mentioned that you're being abused. I'm about to abuse you, all right? Because you're annoying me. So, like, what the fuck? Uh, and, like, all the characters have, like, superficial, like, chemistry. Like, they don't really feel like they like each other most of the time. It's just, like, generic... Or like the oh little brother oh big sister they call each other that like no one does that <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh my god! You ever say you want to say blind? Uh, you know I didn't like it. That's all I have to say. Uh, the fucking story, man. You were you were explaining it, and I ate an entire pizza. I drank water while listening to you. 
checked on my daughter. She that's what you heard, and she's like, well, "Dad, why are you looking at me?" or whatever she said. And then yeah, it's uh, you know I was gonna give it like a two, um, because there is a story. But after having heard the entirety of it, I want to retract that two lower down to a one. I, uh, I really don't like anything about it. That's fair. Um, it's, uh, it's not very likable. It's just dumb. The dialogue is dumb. The characters are dumb. The only character I liked at all, they kill almost instantly. The only interesting one. The masterful wizard is like a fucking juggler mime fucking Kid Rock hybrid. I, I just hate everything about the game. None of the characters are, like, cool. Like, in every good RPG, there's one character where you're like, holy shit, this guy is badass, or, you know, I really like the quirkiness of this character, or even this chick is hot, or whatever. You know, there's someone, there's something to like. There's nothing. It's all fucking cornmeal, man. I hate... It's, it's not even that. It's not that it's just bland. It's like, it's bad and bland like i don't like the characters i actively hate them i I want to see them fail and die i don't care anything about their stories because i don't care about them this game is your is your uh uncle's inappropriate jokes at thanksgiving this is what that game game (laughs) yeah effectively if that was a game that's what that's what it would be this game yeah and i tell a lot of inappropriate jokes you know i i have thought about how many farts I have had lifetime or like if I built a wall out of all the shits I've ever taken, how high would it be? You know, I've had those thoughts, but, uh, but you don't put that in an RPG, you know, not, not one that's trying to be serious at all. You know, if this was like a South park RPG or something, you know, jokes of that nature might have some kind of merit, but it's not, it's, we're supposed to be taking all this shit seriously and you just can't, you know? So, well, yeah, they did a very, very bad job of juxtaposing the seriousness of the plot with the whimsical nature of the entire rest of the fucking game. Like, it's, it's not even like good whimsy or anything. It's just like bottom of the barrel. Everything is bottom of the barrel. The story, like the serious storyline, bottom of the barrel. Every NPC you talk to, if they have a joke, bottom of the barrel. It's like nothing is inspired. No. At all. At all, and it's super disappointing. Yeah. It is, yeah. Again, it, it feels like they were trying to get that whole lunar feel where it's like like the you know, dichotomies or like you say, the juxtaposition of like the whimsy and the fun, lighthearted quips and stuff and it you know, lunar refers to itself um and makes uh jokes about, you know, political situations in the actual world and so on and so forth. And some of them do fall flat, but some of them resonate. Uh, none, none of this does. It's just all. It's, it's like when you have that one kid or whatever at school that's just like trying real hard to fit in, but he just can't, and you, you feel mildly sorry for him because nothing he says is interesting or funny, and, and you know, you, you try to be its friend, you want, you know, his friend or whatever, her friend, but um, you just can't. You know, it's like, man, you know. This person is trying so hard, but I just, there's nothing, there's just nothing there, you know, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, annoying kid, the game, game, you know? Yeah, it's just, no, oh, yeah. there's no charm. Um, I'm going to, 
my, my rating is a 1.5 and the 0.5 is because there is an actual story um, as where Quest 64 there wasn't <laughs> that's that's the only thing better than I like Quest 64 story better it's like no kid going to save story. dad right yeah you, you, you go on a search for your dad that's all you got but then when you go find your dad and that's all you fucking need no, but then you, <laughs> you find your dad and you don't even talk to him. You're like, oh, hey, dad, uh, I'm going to go fight the boss now. Bye. But you've been looking for your dad this whole time. I don't want to get into it. Well, sometimes no, that, less is more. Yeah, it's, that is better. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I, uh, oh. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm gonna, I'll give my score and then we'll move on to the next section. Uh, sure. I will also give it a one and a half. And uh, just like uh, Kevin said, the point five is mainly because it had there was an actual narrative to follow. It was not good. Uh, nothing surprised me. I was not looking forward to finding the next plot twist. I was looking forward to being done as much as possible. Uh, so one point five, and we'll move on uh, to our next musical break. Uh, this one will be my pick. Uh, I'm gonna have two songs this time because I picked the game. Normally we let Travis pick a song and Blaine picked the, the a composition of fart and poop noises and I didn't think that was appropriate for the show. So well, I override that <laughs> I'll have two songs to pick. So this is my first one. Uh, I honestly don't remember where this plays. I just kind of listened to a bunch of songs because none of them are very mem- memorable and I decided that I liked the castanets in this one uh, so I picked this one. Well, it's called the ruins. I'm guessing it's in the ruins. Uh, well, there's also there's ruins and there's ancient ruins as well, apparently. So I don't know what the difference is. Yeah. Uh, also, according to Blaine, this song will be called Diarrhea Heater in G Minor. <laughs>
visuals. Um, so this is just going to be how does the game look visually, uh, obviously. Um, according to Blaine, uh, the skin they put on top for the Dreamcast remake looked okay. Character sprites are still horrible. Spell animation sucked. Original 16-bit version looks like shit. So, do you still feel all that way? Yeah, pretty much. I, I, I somewhat feel like the there are parts of the Genesis version that look better, and there are parts of the Dreamcast version that look better, but overall, nothing looks spectacular. It's kind of a jumbled mess. Uh, I hate the character sprites of the main characters. They look worse than the enemy characters. Um, all the animations in battle and stuff are just absolute trash. Uh... Characters are okay. But, I mean, <laughs> that's all I got. The colors are nice. Yeah. All right. I think I mentioned earlier <laughs> that I liked the the HD version of the backgrounds uh, because they looked decently well done. Like somebody put mm -hmm. some hard work into it, into it, and it looked fine. Um, but yeah, like the in combat stuff, not very good. Like a lot of the en enemies are animated just as much as like they move up and down a little bit. Like there's no actual articulation to anything. Uh, the <laughs> character battle animations are a loop of three very specific animations. Like one character will move their arm down, move their arm up, and then move it back down. And it's not very uh, good. Like there are <laughs> games where like they the characters just stand still; they don't have any animation, and that's fine uh, because it's like, all right, whatever, like, the characters characters are just ready up. It's like almost like the time's freezing, like, in that moment. Um, so, like, nothing's happening. Like, not even the enemies move, and that's cool. But, like, if you're going to try to animate something, don't just half-ass it. Like, what the fuck is the point? Uh, like, it's 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 more detrimental to do a half-ass job than just not even bring attention to whatever the thing is. Uh, so... That's it's just boring is the best t summation. Everything is bland for the most part. It's just... Yeah. yeah. Also, um, like, the dungeons sometimes don't have, like, proper, like, length, Anything. I guess, to them. Like, so, what I mean by that is sometimes they'll spend, like, it feels like an hour and a half, two hours in a fucking dungeon because you just lost and it all looks the same. Uh, and then in, like, another dungeon you spend, like, maybe 20 minutes in there. Uh, in 20 minutes in a dungeon, okay, fine. You're looking at the same shit over and over again, but an hour and a half, two hours of looking at the same shit, listening to the same fucking song on loop, fighting the same shitty fucking monsters. Because when you go into an encounter, you have typically two, uh, your choice between two or three different uh, encounter varieties. Uh, depending where you're at, it's probably like uh, two flying things and two things on the ground. And then the next encounter is one flying thing, three things on the ground. And then the third one, if you're lucky, might be like four flying things, one thing on the ground. And no matter how many encounters you fight, it's always going to be the same fucking uh, formations. So you get really tired of looking at the same fucking monster over and over mm -hmm. again. It also doesn't help that they reuse the same... They even change the, the colors. They reuse the same sprites for the same monsters in different dungeons later on. So you're just... like There's like maybe ten monsters tops in this game. Sweet. I didn't get that far, but yeah, they're relatively boring. The bosses look better, but I mean, you fight them once, and not all of them look better. Um, 
the music for the bosses. Um, I know we're not to music yet, but uh, but uh, it's it's way better than like the standard battle music, which is just bad. Yeah, I don't know, man. I the visuals is what we're on, right? Yeah, they're. It's probably the best part of the game. I, I can agree with that. And it's like bland as fuck. So I mean, they just kind of. Uh... <laughs> yeah, any any thoughts, Kevin? Uh, you guys kind of covered it, but the main, the main uh, aggravation, I guess, for me is like the way the town and the dungeons are laid out are just garbage. It looks bad. Like they they do the stupid layering where. Like, you can't tell where the path is after a while. Like, it's, like, behind the tree and stuff. And it's, like, this tree you can go behind, but this tree is a wall. Like, I hate that so much. Um, oh, also, yep. since we're on that, they are very fond of putting shit you need to, like, uh, progress through dungeons behind, like, shadows or behind pillars. And when you hit a switch, you don't necessarily always see the thing moving behind the area that you need to be at. So it's, like... Yeah, you have to know where to go. Oh, there's a platform, and you don't unless you like, like are watching the screen the whole time. It'll like go behind other pillars, and it'll stop behind a pillar. You're like, what the, f- how, like, you be running around for hours, like trying to figure that shit out. Maybe not hours, but maybe hour. Yeah, the, the way the way that the, the shit design is, it's terrible. Uh, the character designs are. Like you guys are saying, there's they're not that great. Like even like the like I guess it's like in-game cut scene art is not that good. I think. Oh, no. It's like uh, you mean like the pseudo. I don't know. Like, like when you first. It's meet like a, the, when they have it like. like you first meet a character. The hand drawn shit or whatever. Yeah. It looks. It's fine. Like as a still, it looks like it might make a pretty good anime or whatever. But no, it doesn't. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel you. I mean, it looks like a. I don't want to say pretty good, but you know what I mean. It's like it's well drawn. Like if you're, if someone brought that to you and was like, "Look what I drew," you'd be like, yeah, "That's pretty good, man." I mean, it, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's decent, I think, for like an amateur. It's definitely not right, like right. a professional level, and I feel like it was drawn for the original Genesis version. And when they went and updated all the stuff in HD, they just didn't update those skills either. Like they could have. Oh, I thought they had, I didn't think that was really the Genesis version. I thought they had that to the Dreamcast version, but maybe nope. not. Uh, apparently it's on the Genesis version. The Genesis Okay, well, if that was on the Genesis, that's somewhat impressive, because that that's like Fantasy Star 4 levels of, you know, maybe not quite that good, but, you know what I mean? It's like, it, that's pretty cool, I guess, but it is just a still, nothing moves on it whatsoever, you know, it's just... Yeah. Again, it's just like, oh, cool. Yeah, it's just okay. That's so that's what that guy looks like, I guess. I mean, we're gonna set this you know, like, really good and high quality, like in our art in our games, and you know, this is just, you know, okay. But uh, <clears throat> that being said, um, my rating's just a two. It's it's a it's it's below average the way everything looks and functions. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I gave it initially as well. It was a two, and I'll stick by that. That's uh, that's about where it is. It's like it's not, it's not the worst you'll see. It's like for being a Dreamcast game, it's subpar. For being a Genesis game, those graphics are also subpar. 
but they're not the worst for either of those systems either. Like, you know, see Dragon Riders of Pern, you know, something like that. Um, but it, it's not anything you're going to write home about either. So, Yeah, I get, yeah with that I'll give it a two as well. Yeah, best part of the game. <laughs> uh, did you say two as well, Kevin? Yeah, I said two. Okay, okay. Okay. Don't worry, Ben, we're almost done. <laughs> no, it's, it's cool, man. I almost fell asleep earlier. Uh, I don't blame you. Uh, the story section is typically the most boring part, so... Uh, I'm sure we had somebody more animated uh, discussing it. It'd probably be a little better, but all you got is me, so I deal with it. Uh, let's see. So, music slash voice acting. Uh, I do not believe there's any voice acting in this game, except maybe like doing some battle shit, but I don't remember. I don't. Uh, I don't think so. But that being said, that is the better portion. The voice acting is much better than the music. Music is not good. No, it's really not. Like there, it varies from either very bad to like bland. Passes as music, you know, video game music. Music. There's nothing really inspired. There's nothing where I went, oh, this is a cool track, or this is something I could see myself listening to, you know, outside of the game. Right. Sometimes, especially with RPGs, there's a track or two where you kind of feel that way. Nothing in this is like that, but it. I mean, most of it passes for music. Um, the stuff that doesn't is actively bad. It's usually on a very, very short loop and is annoying. Uh, the battle animation, when you or not animation, but the battle, like the winning battle music, is annoying as fuck. That the battle music is terrible. Someone's starting a motorbike. Someone's digging in. Drawer over there. <laughs> That's probably me. My bad. <laughs> it's all good, man. But yeah, it's it's just uninspired. It's it's poor composition. It's I think I put something to the effect of there's better music on the original Game Boy. That was not a joke. Um, oh, yeah, you put there's a lot a lot of better music on the original Game Boy. Some of the music passes as such. The rest is pretty boring and repetitive. Game Boy has titles with better composition. That was you. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly right. I mean, there's stuff on the Nintendo that sounds better. I mean, this is better than any Atari game, but, you know, n nothing is stands out as being something that you would, you know, and, present and be like, hey, check this out. This is pretty cool. Or or even, hey, this is pretty mediocre. Everything is kind of bland. And the, and the, the composer is called... Is... Like, when you play the music in the jukebox, it's the name is Zabel Farr. I don't even know if that's a real name or who composed well, it. Well, I think I got the real name of the composer um, there. And I don't remember. You put, uh, I think you put uh, Shizua Musiki? Yeah, I think it was Shizua Musica. I think that was it, yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That's, a, that's still... I don't know, it's Japanese. If I pronounce it wrong, I'm sorry, Shizua... Um, but yeah, you're not very talented. According, so according to this, uh, where the fuck is this thing at? God damn it. Um, the actual, like, OST, uh, the song 
uh, the song, the whole OST is done by like a Verschinden Kunstler. Kunstler. I don't know. I think cool. it's German. I don't know. Yeah, sounds it. Um, did any of y'all listen to like the, the the Genesis version over the 16-bit HD remake version? Uh, I would switch like back and forth because some of the music was uh, unlistenable, and I would switch to the Genesis version, and sometimes it was better. Um, and sometimes it was much worse. Yeah, I didn't listen to any of the Genesis until like I was trying to find music for the show and. I didn't think any of it sounded good. I thought it sounded way worse. No, none of it. None of it does, but some of it was like when you have an incredibly simple composition. Sometimes being played by you know a, a sound chip like MIDI music, it it passes in my brain as being okay. Whereas when it's like a full orchestral type, you know, and they're trying to sound like music. If it's like poor composition, it really stands out as being shit. But if it's on, you know, bleeps and bloops, my brain goes, okay, this is, you know, no wonder it's bad. It's, uh, you know, Game Boy music or whatever. So sometimes I would have to switch over and listen to the Genesis version. But yeah, it's all it's all mediocre to bad. So yeah, I'm going to give it a two for, for my uh, rating. Okay. Uh, I think personally, when I tried to listen to the Genesis music, I thought all of it was worse than the HD shit. Like, uh, okay, I couldn't. Like, I would get really fucking tired of listening to a song in like the HD version, and then I'd switch over to this the eight bit or whatever the fuck it's called in there, sixteen bit, whatever the fuck it was. Uh, it's like FM or some bullshit for some reason, and like I I would listen to that same song that I fucking hated for like ten seconds, and it was like many times magnified worse for some reason i'm like <laughs> at least okay. at least in the hd version like they had other like instruments to supplement the beat boops i guess so it was like i think maybe my, my issue was like I, I had heard more instruments originally in the uh, in the composition and then went back to just the beat boops and it was missing i guess something and I was I like, guess, Fuck. even if it was worse or even if it was bad, like this is just sounds worse to me. Um, and there were many times I muted the game because I didn't want to listen to the music anymore. Uh, it was that bad. I, I would rather just listen to nothing. Mm-hmm. So I would give this a one and, and a half. Day. A two. Yeah, I give it a, I give it a two. And I guess I'll stick by that because there are some things in there that are like it's passable, and you know, there's some that just absolutely isn't, and they kind of weigh each other out. I guess I don't know. It's it's not good. I mean, (laughs) yeah, yeah. That's all I got. All right. Uh, so. That was a pretty quick section, as usual. Uh, we will now go to Music Break 3. And this is going to be Kevin's pick. Uh, my pick is the one, uh, it's called Madame Mazaka, which is the lady you have to go to to get the perfume from some part of the game. Um, the only real, like, it kind of sounds like the Zozo theme from Final Fantasy VI, so it kind of stuck out in my head a little bit. So I thought like, this is the best track I listened to. 
Uh, so here it is, Madam Mazoka. All right, so we're, uh, we're, we're almost done. <laughs> well, I mean, you labeled whatever track it was going to be "Truck Stop Beef Drop," so a much better title <laughs> if I if I say so myself. Alrighty, overall experience. Uh, as Brett would say, this is expectations versus reality, and uh, Blaine said that he expected a game, got a wet shit, had moments of this isn't so bad, but pretty sure it was Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> sounds, uh, sounds I, good. I stick by that, man. It, it's like I'm playing it like I expected it to be a pretty fucking good game because it's got all this hype around it. I had hyped it up over the last decade, you know, having not played it, but I, I, I got in on the ground floor where I ordered it and then uh, ended up recanting that because they just took their sweet-ass time getting out. 
and I needed the money or whatever. And then, like, when it did come out, all these people are like, oh, man, you guys don't get to play it or miss now. This is the best shit, man. It's the best RPG on the Genesis and all this crap. And it's worth, like, hundreds of dollars. I think a actual Genesis copy is, like, four or 500 bucks right now. And, like, that's a PlayStation 5, bro. game is not close to being worth anything close to that. I don't, I don't, I don't get it at all, but <clears throat> yeah, I expected it to be a fucking game. And to me, I mean, it passes in that. Yeah. Technically this is a game, but so is, I don't know, you know, <clears throat> any number of absolutely shitty, you know, fucking WiiWare games, you know, uh, fucking my baby can talk three or whatever the fuck, you know, it's like, yeah, quit stopping. The quick smoking simulator or whatever from the DS. That's a yeah. I guess that's a game. Okay, hey Nick, would you rather play this or a chemical game? Uh, I'd rather play a chemical game, and I'd actually also rather go to the dollar store and buy a dollar pack of cards and play solitaire by myself <laughs> than play your store. So, but then again, I'm playing yeah. it again. So, yeah, you're that, that's you know what my, my priorities are. <laughs> I don't, know what's I don't know what is wrong with you. I would rather, I mean, any number of things. Like you said, if I had to pick something from the dollars to entertain me all day, you know, I'd be like, my little ponies or something over replaying this. Like, if this was in a room side, like a DVD box set of Family Matters Season 1, <laughs> I'd be watching Urkel all day. Well, I, this is one of those things where it's like so bad. I'm surprised that, like, angry video game nerd hasn't covered it yet like he's missing out on gold here so he's what uh, you're all over a lot. I can't I can't hear you um oh, yeah, well, am I better now I no I just heard, Hello? Uh, I just heard that go ahead okay well uh, I don't have much to say anyway. It's shit. I hear that. Fair enough. Um, uh, yeah. So I was expecting a good game, and it was not. Uh, it was barely a good game. It was barely a game worth playing. Yeah, barely. It, I, it's, barely. It's, like it's scraped by. If it, if, it, if it had trophies, then I would have played it. So. Well, okay. You would rather? Would you rather play uh, Secret and Tactics than this? Uh. Yeah, probably. If if Sugan had attack, if Sugan and Tactics had trophies, I would have gotten all the trophies. I mean, gotcha. That's it. Does, unfortunately, I played. I played like eight nine hours of Sugan and Tactics, and I wanted to stop playing after that because I was just kind of bored of it. Uh, this one, I played it for an hour, and I regretted. I regretted nothing more in my life at that moment. Uh, so I think it's fair to say that. Uh, I play a lot more things than this game again, but here I am. So, Trophies. yeah, I gotta say, it, it is the. Uh, am I still robot or am I all right? Very good. Okay, yeah, I gotta say it's like the most disappointing uh, game, pretty much ever for me. Um, like I can think of RPGs, like I said earlier, that are worse, but they have a reason to be. Right. Um, yeah, I. I I I don't know what the actual lowest score, like I gave a .02 earlier or whatever, but 
you know, whatever I could possibly, like if a zero is possible, it's just like, I, I expected so much more. Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving it to you just cause it's, uh, it's playable. So. Is it? <laughs> I mean, it is. I beat it twice. And we, he beat it twice. So. I mean, yeah, technically, you know, I can, you can beat, there, there hasn't been a video game that literally cannot be beaten that I know of. I mean, I guess something like Defender or whatever that just keeps going. But that doesn't that doesn't mean it's a fucking game, yeah. <laughs> like there's a beginning, middle, the end. There's a there's a. Uh, I guess, man. There are certain connotations. It's like to meet the the requirements of game, there has to be like some level of fun, and there's basically none. You said so. There's a little bit. There. There's a hint. There's a little time. There's a hint. Yeah. There's like you know they put some oregano on a shit sandwich and. You know, that's that's what you get. <laughs> Hope you like it. I mean, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, man, I there's nothing that I can really recommend. Like, if if you have played literally every other RPG in existence and beaten it twice, maybe play this one. Yep. That, that's all I got. I mean, the don't do not play this game. Like that's that's our that's like usually it's like hey if you like this kind of game or you might like this kind of this year style. There's don't play it. Just don't play it. Man, don't do it. Fucking whatever three or four times like guy Nick's doing for I don't reasons. <laughs> it's, Nick uh... is like the fucking pure solar of humans. <laughs> oh, wow. oh shit. <laughs> Wow, Damn. man, that's cold. Like, I know, why? I know why I was do you a, exist? I know it was a shitty person, but goddamn. <laughs> oh man, I think you, man. I don't think I've ever been insulted as harshly in my life. Like, <laughs> oh, like man. you essentially just equated me to being lesser than shit. Like, wow, I'm not oh. sure how to how to take that. Well, I'm sorry. I, I don't understand any part of what you're doing is basically what I'm getting. I don't understand how or why Pierce LR exists. I don't understand why anyone fucking defends it. I, I don't understand how they got the funding to remake it on the Dreamcast when it was obviously just hot trash on the Genesis. I don't understand how they found funding to put it on the fucking PS3, the PS4, presumably the PS5, and that people actually pay money for it. Um, I, I don't understand any part of this game, and I, I don't really understand any part of you. <laughs> so, there you go. Fair, I'll take that. Yeah. And uh, we'll just press on uh, through the last category and then do some uh, musical break and then closing statements and uh, get the fuck out of here. And maybe let people have a chance to play some actual good games. Tonight, or I guess tomorrow, technically for y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Replayability slash extra content. Uh, I think Blaine puts it best here when he says, "If you're on the edge of suicide and just need that last push, then play this multiple times." <laughs> and you know what, Blaine? Maybe that's why I'm playing it again. Because <laughs> yeah, really, don't kill yourself, man. I would feel so bad. I'm really single, and you know, I just need to really have an appreciation for life and just see how low it can possibly fucking get. Yeah, I, like a phoenix. 
And uh, <laughs> I mean, I made the joke that like I played this game, and you know, Nicole left you. My dad passed away. But, you know, it just seems like there's this correlation of shit that just seemed to happen right around the time we played this game. And, yeah, it's a joke, but at the same time, there might be something to that shit, man. This game, I, I, I went through a bout of depression while playing it that I can't directly link to the game. But, I mean, I was at a pretty low place for a minute and came out of it right around the same time that I decided, you know what, I'm not playing this shit. So... I think that's a valid claim. Like, it might as well transfer all the negative emotion. Every negative thing in the that has happened in the world since this game released is because this game has been released. I, you know, I am uh, well documented as being, you know, non-agnostic, more or less atheist. But were there a hell, I imagine there would be a section where you were forced to play Pierce Solar over and over and over. Um, it wouldn't be Pierce Solar. It'd be, it'd be that long, infinite slip or whatever the fuck. One long game of fucking eternal slip, <laughs> and every yeah. every time you fall well, off, you literally fall off in hell. Like that's that's how, that's how it is. I mean, it'd probably be never ending. Like there would be no end, and like but every time you fall, you go back to the beginning. Like so, you just essentially for eternity be thinking like maybe you're getting close to the end, like get halfway through, fall off, and then just have to do it all over again. Like I could not think of a, a worse. Hell, yeah. Than that, yeah. that's actually it's horrifying, man. <laughs> that's horrifying. Like, it, it really does people... make you appreciate the good games more. Oh my god, that's true. That's like just uh, see. Playing the that's story. why I do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason. No, like, legitimately though, like you know. You, you play something like this for six hours, and then you're looking over, you know, these backlog of games you got, and you go, surely, you know, I could play this or that or the other, and this would be, I would have a better time. And, you know, you start delving into that, and you do have a better time. And, yeah, it just makes you appreciate things, you know, all the more your family, the things that matter in life. You go, you know what? <laughs> Food tastes a little sweeter. After having played this shit like that, so I mean, it has its merit in that it makes you appreciate the good things in life because Pierce Lar is not one of them. Yep. Oh, so speaking of replayability slash extra content, technically the game has a new game plus mode, and you can play it again if you'd like to. As advised already, it's not recommended. You don't like consuming your turd so you can shit it out again. And then eat it again. And then eat it again, because new game plus, baby. Eternal recursion, shit consumption. Like, uh... That's just it, and there's absolutely no reason to ever replay it unless you're Nick. As I mentioned, is the Pierce Alar of humans. I just don't get you at all, my dude. You are such a weirdo. That's uh, fine. Both uh, you guys, Cujo played it twice too. I mean, <laughs> what's wrong with you people? But yeah. you do you, man. I feel like it's well established that I am a weirdo, so that's fine. At least Cujo has that like uh, veneer of normalcy where he like talks about sports and shit. So I'm, I'm gonna like <laughs> design an RPG that's just outrageously horrible with like the hardest to get possible trophy. Uh, get you guys to play it somehow for the show. Like, hey, our friend Blaine J, he made this game, and then just laugh to, I don't know, not the bank, but 
porthouse or whatever, but I just, I, I don't know, man. You guys will just do anything for a fucking trophy, I guess. Maybe I should call a trophy company and figure out and, like, get you guys to do something just off the wall. I'll do most things within reason. I mean, have you ever played a game that you were like, oh, I can't get this trophy, and you just stopped the game? I mean... So, technically, yes. So, there are some games that have glitched trophies, and the developers have stopped working on them. And mm. knowing that they are impossible to get, I just play the game and pretend like that it's not a trophy anymore, because it's technically not. So. But you can't turn it off in your brain if there is a way to actually get the trophy. Uh, yeah, I guess. Huh, man. I just okay. Like, well, like, but like Kevin had says, I don't like complete every single game. Like, so for some reason, there are some games that I've played. Like, I'm like mostly getting through trophies, and then like a different game comes out that I was really looking forward to, and that will supersede uh, the desire to get a trophy list completion in a game because I have something that is giving me more joy. So I'm not like. I'm not like a super robot about it. Like I can't play anything else like Kevin until I get all the trophies. There are things that will take my focus off of it, but those are few and far between. And and then for me, I generally pick good games. Like I don't like I usually do like research like if it's not for the show. So if it's like if for my own free time, I always play a good game. Like I'm playing a good game or something that's been recommended. I mean, you know what I mean? This, this game was rated pretty well. Yeah, but if I were to watch that Eternal Slip, I would never play this game. Like, if I, I look through the trophy list and I'm, like, looking at how rare they are, and I'm like, why is this so hard? And I would read the comments, and then, and then I would see it, and I'm like, nope, not going to do it. Because there's a couple of those trophies. There's a couple of games that's, like, impossible to get trophies, and I just won't play them. Yeah, I, I know I've played a few where, like, some of the trophies are locked to, like, online stuff, and you just, those servers are down or whatever. So, I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not getting that. But yeah, I don't, I don't give it any, I don't pay it any mind, you know. There's one of these, there's one of these games that I just did a remake on, uh, Baldur's Gate Two, I think, not Baldur's Gate, uh, what, Diablo Two. And if you look at the trophy log, like it literally will take you like t- like five years to get, like if you play it all the time to get the platinum trophy, because you have to like, mm. everything maxed out or something like that. It's crazy. You're talking about Diablo Two, right? Yeah, Diablo Two. It's not like it's not like five years. It's just one of those things where it's it's a hardcore mode. Uh, so when you die, your character gets erased, and you have to get level ninety nine. So getting level ninety nine takes a long time already. But then when you die at like level ninety eight, uh, and you lose all your progress, it's it's quite a bit of a set, setback. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody has that platinum yet, do they? Yeah, there's a couple of people because uh, they found a way you can work together with people. Uh, and farm a certain boss over and over again. And he's pretty consistently easy to beat. Usually people will figure out a way. Yeah. Yeah. Life will find a way. Yep. Um, Alright, well, I guess... Uh, zero. Uh, yeah, zero playability, extra content. You gave a negative three, so... Uh, <laughs> negative three. Negative eight. Just don't, don't play it to begin <laughs> with, but damn sure don't play it again. Um... Yeah, your friends that hear it will think less of you by quite a bit. Yeah. Well, you know what? When people think nothing of you in the first place, then a little bit of less than nothing is acceptable. So. 
<laughs> no, I'm kidding, man. You're all good. You guys do you. I mean, whatever makes you happy. And you know, but good God, man, this game. It, it, you shouldn't play it to begin with. Don't replay it. You know, especially not for some fucking you know bit of pixel data that appears on your profile. You know, who cares? You you want to get an easy platinum? There's like a million games that you can download and play within an hour and get a platinum. You know, you don't need to get this shit. That's the appeal of this platinum because not many people have it. It's who cares? And it's it's a self gratification thing. It's like I. This is a challenge to surmount. I surmounted the challenge. On to the next one. Like getting a, a a game that gives you a platinum in an hour. Like, it's not for me. It's not about the platinum. Yeah. I could care less. They could call it like a fucking a flupawazzle. Of like I gotta get the flupawazzle. It's like uh the because for the certain game that's hard to get on or whatever you yeah the completion metric or whatever. It's like what I said earlier with Hades. That's probably my hardest platinum I've gotten, and you know I've got a couple of incredibly easy ones. And yeah, I guess I'm more proud of the Hades one than the others. But at the same time, I had fun the entire time that I was moving towards that platinum. So for sure, know. those are the golden gooses, though. The majority yeah. of games that come out are shit. We can guarantee things. Like, the amount of times, like, PSN has a sale, and it's, like, 2,000 games on sale, and you just go through them, and it's, like, this game is 99 cents, normal price, 5 bucks, and, you like, you, I, like, I'll look up a YouTube video, and it's, like, shovelware, essentially, and I'm, like, okay, I can't, I can't believe people are buying this shit. Yeah. So I'm gonna add it to my cart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bought a few. I, I've, I've been guilty of that, yeah. Especially when they used to, and they don't do it as much anymore. They used to like give you a trial demo and stuff. I used to download a bunch of those and you know get a feel for the game. I guess they quit doing that because people would be like, "Well, this is just ass," and then they just wouldn't buy it. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I've got a bad habit of buying games, especially when they do go down to like you say a dollar and stuff. I I always go through it. Nine times out of ten, I find nothing I want. So. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm always like, it's only a dollar. Yeah, it's digital, so it does take up space. So fuck it. If you see this for a dollar and you won't, because I've never seen it for less than fourteen ninety nine, because I've been looking to buy it for years. You know, I keep thinking every time I'd get on the the store and I'd see it, I'd go, yeah, maybe, and then you know, uh, maybe next time, kind of thing. I've had it in and out of the cart a couple times. I just don't. It's a waste of money. Yeah, there's a lot of things you can buy for fifteen bucks that are you know you're going to be a lot happier with. I I venture to say that it would be more fun and thrilling to just take that fifteen dollars and throw it out your car window driving down the highway. Um, I would find more enjoyment in that. You know. So. Well, if it's any consolation, according to psdeals.net, uh, Pure Solar has never gone down in price in the history of it being on PSN. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. It, it's, I, I don't think it's ever been on sale. Um, which, if they ever did put it on sale, I bet you all of a sudden a bunch of people would fucking download it. Or if they made it like one of the free PSN games, it'd be trending upward and there'd be a million fucking people talking about how fucking great it is because so many people are stupid. I just don't get the world today. Agreed. Uh, you know, it's like Colin says, you know, think of the average person and then realize half the population is dumber than that. Um, those are the type of people that, are, you know, find 
enjoyment in games like this. Uh, it's just super simple, super bland, super boring. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that everybody here on the RPG show or in the upper echelon of <laughs> sure. population, I don't know. I mean, uh, I fucking hated it too. I mean, I was talking to a guy about this the other day, um, you know, as far as uh, gameplay tastes, you know, they, they've done studies in various uh, institutions, most notably uh, the, one of the Florida uh, Ivy League schools, I can't remember which, uh, they did a a study on correlation of IQ between like what people, what genres people enjoyed and the highest were RPG, you know, people that enjoy RPGs tend to have IQs in like the 110 to 120 range or above. And then like the lowest were mobile gamers, but right above mobile gamers were like FPS players. They were like the 100, like your average people enjoy those type of games. And then platformers is above that and so on and so forth. So, what well, you know, this is a show about RPGs. And yeah, I think that I tend to believe, and it's been my experience, that most people that are really into RPGs tend to be of higher intelligence. So, there you go. Is that why Travis likes platformers better? <laughs> Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I mean, whatever. I mean, I like platformers too. It's not like I hate them. I actively hate most mobile games, and uh, I I can't stand first-person shooters for the most part, unless it's tied narratively to like something like a uh, Resident Evil or something like that. I Bioshock. I, I just absolutely hate them. Like a uh, Halo is like the most boring thing I can imagine it's like I can see it being fun with like a couple of friends and getting drunk but outside of that these guys that dedicate their lives to shit like that I'm just like okay man you do you but it's whatever teach their own right yep. uh, my uh, my rating for replayability is like a one as well because I just don't recommend it it's just not fun alright I mean, uh, I'll there, get there's replayability I must just say there's replayability but it's not worth replaying. Okay. Uh, and that is actually why I'm, I'm going to give it a, a one and a half, because it does have the New Game Plus option, so you could replay it. Nothing changes unless you pick the other ending, which you could sca- save scum or whatever. Uh, but like, it is a possibility to replay it, whereas there are some games that don't offer New Game Plus. So give yourself that like boost, you just be playing the game from scratch with no change. So that's a slightly little better than nothing, but still uh, essentially worthless. Yeah, you know, for me, a big part of the replayability, when I think about replayability, is there are several games that don't change in your second playthrough that I would still replay, you know, just because the experience is so good and I want to, like, try and recapture that, or maybe it's just as good the second playthrough, or even third, or fifth, or eighth. Um, But, yeah, this game, even though it does have added content in some capacity, uh, it's... who cares? Yeah. (laughs) It's just not good, man. <laughs> no, right there with you. Um, alrighty. <clears throat> Last musical break, and then we'll close it out, and let's all get out of here. Uh, so, this is going to be Final Boss. It is the, obviously, song plays that when you fight the Final Boss. Uh, and I picked it because it has, like, chanting in it, and I always tend to pick a battle theme, and I haven't picked one yet, so there's that. Uh, according to Blaine, this is called Watermelon Swamp Gut.
Alrighty, so finally, we are done with this game. We will never have to talk about it ever again. I'm sure we will, uh, though. <laughs> I mean, for, it is now forever uh, like going to be retained as the like ultimate bottom of the barrel comparator. Like, hey, how is this game? Like, well, it's not a Final Fantasy Tactics, but it's also not Pure Solar. So you know, yeah. mixed bag there. I, I will say this game is better than Final Fantasy VIII. And having said that, <laughs> Spokes would or not better, worse than. Excuse me. But having said that, oh, Spokes would probably love this. Um, I mean, Final Fantasy VIII's like, you know, it's at least a two. It's not great, but it's it's playable. Um, but yeah, so Spokes, I, I know you're listening. <laughs> That's Jeff Edmonds calling him out by his real name. Yeah, go play this one. Th- this one I do recommend. Uh, <laughs> you'll probably like it. Well, I would say like Final Fantasy VIII has actual, like, effort put into it, even if it was, it's not like a shining example of a game. No, anything, exactly. But, like, it's... They tried. This one, it just kind of, like, half-assed the whole fucking thing. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I misspoke. Yeah, I mean, this, this is much worse than Final Fantasy VIII, obviously. Uh... Well, that's why you're like, this is better. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, I mean, Final Fantasy VIII is much better. I, I'm, I'm hard-pressed to think of any RPG that's worse. Even, even like I said, like Times of Lore or something like that. Where It's like, you know, those are a part of their time. I could probably get through them if I had to. So, no. For sure, for sure. Um, all right, so I guess the next game is going to be... We're going to talk about Elden Ring sometime next week, but that's not the next game we're playing. Uh, the next game we are playing is Triangle Strategy, um, and this is Kevin's pick. Do you want to talk a little bit about why you picked it? Uh, I don't know. I just played the demo. I mean, I just like the way it looks, and I'm, I don't know. The story so far seems interesting, and there's different paths you can take, so it's not going to be the same story. I don't know. It just seemed really, really cool to me. And I actually kind of like playing the last tactics game. I played sequel in. I'm rolling out like upper tier, so I'm hoping that's what this will be. So no, no what? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> It'll be fine. Everyone says it's great, man. Yeah, I played the demo that first came out like what a year ago, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I am extremely excited to be playing uh, Triangle Strategy for the show. I yeah. think. Travis said he's not going to play it because reasons or whatever, so fucking whatever. Yeah, uh, for you too. Yeah. You guys should do uh, Disgaea. That's one of my absolute favorite tactics games. I, I love that series. So. Uh, I don't have four, 400 hours to put in Disgaea 1 right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. You can just play that until you die. Like, there's so many, like, my, my site file on the PS3 or PS2 is, has got, like, to be over 500 hours or something. I played the shit out of that one. Yeah, but uh, totally. Once you learn about item world, and you're just like, oh, I can just keep, just keep going, huh? <laughs> yep. And then you got all those, uh, like the trials you can do, like as you level up your characters to be stronger, like you just get harder and harder levels to get through, and like put you get like a million fucking plus a billion stats on your characters and shit. It's fucking yeah, it's bonkers. ridiculous. Anyway, guys, I gotta go. I gotta call my wife. I've been procrastinating. She's out of town, so I'm just gonna say, you know, thanks for having me and everything. This game is crap, and uh, you know, have fun, whatever. Well, thank you for being on the show. It's always a pleasure to have you. Yeah, lies. All right, man. <laughs> you guys yeah. take care. No, I'm being I'm being sincere, dickhead. So. All right, man. Later on, guys. See ya. See ya, man. 
All right, well, he dipped out a little bit before I was going to close the show anyway, but uh, we have a Discord, which everybody should know by now, so join the Discord if you want to. Uh, email us at rpgshow.podcast.gmail.com, and check us out on Facebook. Uh, What's up? I don't know if we just if we went over this in the last one or not, but we are starting to do Discords for each game, right? Like a separate channel? Yes. Um, uh, so... If you want to know which game we're playing and you want to, like the most recent one, I don't know if you're like archive them after we talk about them or what, but uh, as we're in the middle of like playing the game, um, we're going to have like a channel open where we can, we're just going to like, I'll put, I use, what I've been doing lately is like, uh, if I'm playing on PS5, like I've been just like recording like boss or trophies or anything unique and I've been posting it in there. So that way you guys can kind of, if you're like listening to the podcast, you want some kind of visual, you can go there for it. Or before we do the podcast, um, you can jump into that channel and ask questions. Or if you have comments because you played it, you can add those in there too. Uh, I haven't thought about a archive or anything, but I am actually going to start one up now uh, because that is a good idea just to have some stuff for posterity. Uh, I don't know how many like max channels we can have, uh, but I will make sure to put the old uh, games into those new channels. I guess. I mean, the worst case scenario is always uh, <laughs> archive them on the old message boards. Ah. <laughs> uh... I guess we do that. I don't know how I would. Uh, I, I don't know. Just copy and paste the whole fucking uh, chat log. I guess. Yeah, I could do that. I guess. Anyways. Uh, that yeah, but yeah, what it'll it'll happen. So I have to like work on the website <laughs> that I said I was gonna work on like two years ago. But whatever. Yeah, one day. Uh, we don't have any emails. I just checked, so nothing for that today. Um. We do have an Amazon affiliate link. I don't know that anybody uses it, but if you do, great. Appreciate it. Uh, we just pretty much try to use that money to keep the show website up. Uh, I don't know that we've got a redemption in, like, months, though, so it is what it is. Uh, Blaine was just here, but he, as he said earlier, he has the Is It Worth a Podcast? And I guess he also... Is, I don't know this retro RPG thing, what the fuck that's all about. He uh, his own podcast, which is great. <laughs> Uh, let's see. There's also the video game, the movie, which Kevin does with Blaine. Yeah. Um, Blaine wanted to do a shout out to Evil Croker on the Discord. He said, "Glad your surgery went well, and you officially have the Guinness World Records for world smallest penis again." Uh, so they're buddies. They, they hate on each other all the time. So that's cool. Uh, and then as it, as always, thanks for listening, and until next time, bye everybody. Bye everyone. Bye. Oh, he came back. <laughs> yeah, just now. I just had to talk to the wife real quick. Damn, that was quick. All right, later, guys. Later. All right, this is.